is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. What are you talking about? No, it's not him. There's only one more. There is only one more. There is, that's, that's it. One more. Get No. They saw your team put up zero effort. Wake up. Remember in the old days they used to have oxygen for them. Where's the oxygen? They play like absolute just garbage. <laughs> this, this is the Sports Loud Mouths. Can you keep it down? I'm trying to introduce here. With Errol Marks, Speedy Petey, and Josh Silverberg. You're not even a has-been. You're a never was. You're a never was. You're a never was. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Yes, I've got some energy tonight. And no, I'm not drinking any energy energy drinks. I'm just here with the two craziest bastards I know. Mr. <laughs> Speedy Petey and Joshua, a.k.a. McGilla Silverberg. Remember, you can call us at 631-965-4990. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. And by the way, you can download our app by going to iOS, WWSRN or Android, Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we're getting hit by rain. We're getting hit by a storm. What is it? Elsa over there or whatever the hell yeah. they call it? What is it? It's like a tropical storm. It's like Elsa, it's like Hurricane Elsa that came from the south. Frozen! Yeah, I was going to say. Is that the name of Frozen? No, we'll, 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 we'll sing some Elsa Frozen songs. Anna, that's it, man. My okay. wife's, one of my wife's favorite Disney movies. That's oh, how wonderful. Watch. Maybe we should hang out with your wife and watch the movie with her. How's that sound? I mean, you can. She likes the movie. I, I mean, did, did you sing, let it go, let it go? Uh, you know, I mean, we can really hit no. the high pitches. That I don't, that you know? I definitely do. I, I think it would Arrow, be a Arrow. very amusing thing to watch you sing, Josh. I, I just think it wouldn't I, sell. claims you could sing, op- sing opera, so that would be the test. I don't think I mean, it would sell, ladies and gentlemen. I, I don't. think we should save everybody the time and and, and, and and the garbage that you would have to waste your time listening to my There's a lot of garbage when we have to look at your face, okay? That is garbage alone. Is your wife watching this show right now? Probably Yes, she is, and she probably just heard you say that. Hello, <laughs> Melissa. Hello, so Melissa. She's probably going to say after the show, what is up with that? Well, I mean, uh, you know, when you you have a beautiful red head, I mean, red hat, and you're just uh, you looking. You himself beautiful. That's the funny thing. Well, I, in... well hold if on If you want to be a ginger, that's fine by us also. Well, I have some ginger in me in all different places, if you know what I mean. <laughs> well, well, well. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you and by the way everybody pray for my mom my mom is very yeah. sick she's in the hospital yes. right now uh, she's not doing very well she's in a lot of pain uh, they're doing a lot of tests on her uh, she has an infection in her blood that she's spreading around her body um, and she's in a lot of pain so uh, I want to give a shout out to my mother and uh, pray for her and hopefully everything um, everything gets better for her absolutely um, we have a great show lined up for you guys, as everybody knows. Uh, we are going to have uh, – we're, we're, first of all, we're going to talk about the trade deadline. We're going to talk about baseball's trade deadline. Uh, we're going to talk about the NFL. We're going to go through the AFC, throughout the AFC, and our thoughts. We're not going to make our picks uh, for the regular season, but we're going to go into training camp, which is about a week and a half away, and, and, and talk about the strengths and the weaknesses and some of the 
uh, the the gains and the losses to some of these teams in the offseason and what makes some of these teams Super Bowl contenders. We'll go into that a little bit later in the show. Uh, we will get into the basketball offseason. We were talking a little bit about it, but there's a couple of teams, not the Knicks, not the Brooklyn Nets, but there are three or four other teams that we haven't spoken about, and one of them uh, with the name Dallas in it. That could make uh, some big moves this offseason, including, uh, um, you know, obviously hiring their new coach, Jason Kidd. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting offseason for Dallas, so we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh, and by the way, Jeff says uh, a Looney Tunes theme music. Well, guess what, Jeff? We are going to get into Space Jam's uh, Part 2, which is coming out uh, next week. LeBron James is... Uh, uh, I guess Michael Jordan. Back- absolutely terrible. Well, I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll kind of make our thoughts and, and talk about our thoughts of uh, Space uh, Space Jam One and what could be the differences uh, from LeBron James to Michael Jordan and the movie. Uh, there were some interesting things that are going on in baseball. Uh, Trevor Bauer uh, is having. Uh, I don't know if it, his time in 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 L.A. is done already, but. Uh, uh, there's a lot of stories coming out of L.A. that uh, that quite possibly thinking the L.A. Dodgers might be thinking about trading Trevor Bauer. So I don't uh, know why anybody would take him at this point? I don't know. I mean, he's a good player, but we'll we'll get into that a little bit later. Later, um, uh, and uh, we have a lot more to talk about. We'll talk about the off season for the NHL uh, and what some of these teams need to do. What do the Islanders need to do to 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 get back where they were? Uh, do they make a do they make a big trade in the offseason to add a sniper? We'll get into that a little bit later. Thank you, Mark, for uh, giving a shout-out to my mom. It's been, um, it's been a rough past, uh, I would say, 48 hours for my family. Uh, my mom, I, I was just talking to my mom before uh, we started the show. Uh, she's not doing very well. She's throwing up. Uh, they're doing a lot of tests on her. And um, like I said, she had, uh, she's had uh, an infection in her blood. Uh, they, they put... Tons and tons of antibiotics into her. The last time she was in the hospital, about three, four months ago, she was in the hospital for almost two months uh, with with this this infection. And now uh, it's come back, and uh, I, I don't know what's going on. So thank you to all the people out there that's wishing my mom uh, well and, 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 and my family well. I, I just hope my mom can get through this. It's been... It's been a rough 48 hours, and my mom hasn't really slept in 48 hours, so uh, she's at Southside Hospital. So anyways, uh, let's get into some baseball conversation first, and a lot of people keep talking about the trade deadline. Obviously, everybody knows Otani is going to be the number one seed in the home run derby. Who cares? Uh, Really, who cares who wins the home run derby? Is he going to pitch to himself? Who knows? (laughs) Uh, he's that the would fir- be amazing. He's the yeah. first player. I mean, like uh, the Louis Tunes episode where Bugs Bunny just throws the balls yeah. and then the guys just keep coming and hitting them over and over again. He's the first player in Major League history to um, actually start in, in two different positions yep. in the All-Star game. So this is the first time uh, he's the Babe Ruth of this time. Uh, it's going to be very interesting um, as the second half uh, comes along. What Otani could do? Could he keep up doing and at this record pace of home runs and and obviously strikeouts to every walk that he throws? So we, we'll get into that. But it, it's it's interesting with Shea Otani and what he's really done this year. Uh, I, everybody thought this kid was going to be a great player. Everybody thought Matt um, Matt Suey when he came up. Godzilla came up from the Yankees when the Yankees brought him in. He was a little bit older when he came. Uh, into the major leagues. I think he was 29, 30 uh, when he came to the Yankees. And he was a Yankee for about five years. But 
um, home run hitter. But a lot of people had their questions with Shea Otani, how it would uh, how it would match up in the major leagues. Obviously, a smaller baseball over there in Japan. Uh, a lot of thoughts and. Um, everything that we thought Shea Otani, or actually Speedy was the only one that thought Shea Otani was going to be as good as he is. And I'll give Speedy a lot of credit because uh, this was one thing Speedy got right. And Speedy said that Shea Otani was going to be a, a big-time power hitter in baseball. And he also said he was going to be a good pitcher in baseball. And Shea Otani has done everything and everything that Speedy has said. I, I did not think Shea Otani was going to be uh, as good as he is and as good as he's really proven this year. But this is one year. He's got to do it consistently. The guy has not stayed healthy since he's come into the league. Uh, it's been a huge problem for him. But this year, since he's been healthy, uh, what does he have, 29 home runs already this year? Uh, he's, he's 30 now. He's 32 now. Yeah, something like 32 now. He's one of the best power hitters in baseball. He's one of the best pitchers in baseball. Top five pitcher in baseball right now. Um, he should be an should win the MVP. Um, he's up for it, and he if he keeps doing what he's doing right now, he's going to win the MVP in the American League. Mm. Absolutely is, but um, it's going to be very very interesting. I still think Vladimir Guerrero is the MVP. Uh, because he's batting three forty, he's still I think he has twenty seven home runs. I mean, it, it, he's an everyday player, and as Shea Otani is not an everyday player. He's an everyday hitter. He's not an everyday player. So right now, I would say he could be an everyday player if he wasn't pitching. They yeah, just choose him at DH. He could be an outfielder. But when you're the when you're the top five, as you said, you're a top. He's five not even the best right player on now, his team, and, and you're hitting like a top five hitter. I mean, doesn't that kind of by default that like just you're a top five at both hitting and pitching? That's two-thirds of, of baseball, like, you should be the automatic MVP at that point. If he stays with the top five both ways, absolutely. You can't I mean, he has to be. He I think he should win it all. And Guerrero's having a great year. Listen, he's having an unbelievable year. But when you're the top five in both pitching and hitting, it's incredible to be able to have the consistency to do both at the way he's doing it as well and to make it the look the way he's doing it. Without Trout and without Rendon, no less, even in the lineup this year and still producing is even more impressive, so... Vladimir Guerrero right now is – if, if, if we're going into the second half of the season, I'm saying Vladimir Guerrero is the MVP of the American League. I mean, you're batting 340. You're an everyday player. Uh, you're hitting You're hitting by average. You're hitting with power. Your on-base percentage is over 1,000. How could you say he's not the MVP of the American League? He's an everyday player, and he's played almost every single game this year. So, but again, that's that, that's the thing, though, right, is if, if he wasn't a pitcher, Otani, he would be playing outfield, but – but if because would have, should have, could have. But right now, yes, I understand that. But Guerrero, he's been a very good hitter. Otani's a top five hitter and a top. Guerrero five is not a top five hitter right now. What are you nuts? He's, he's batting three forty. He's got twenty seven home runs, and he's he, he, uh, what? what no, I'm I understand he has more home runs. Who's got more RBIs? Who's got more RBIs That's right now? Guerrero, Guerrero has more RBIs. But does, Guerrero Jr. Do, but does Guerrero Jr. be consistently good at both hitting and pitching? He's not a pitcher. Is it that he's able to stick, stick he's playing. He's played in every single game so far this year. I think he's missed one game. And Vladimir Guerrero, with the size that he is and the player that he is, to me, he's the MVP. Until now, he's batting three forty, Josh. I, is is Otani batting three forty? How many players in the I league is batting three forty? What I care about at, is at the, the bats that he has. I care about the guy that's putting up really good hitting numbers, and he's putting up top five pitching numbers. He's doing it on both sides of the plate, hitting and pitching, which is even more impressive. Guerrero's having a very good hitting season. Don't get me wrong; it's great. But the fact that Otani's been able to keep up the consistency as a hitter and a pitcher is remarkable. 
I mean, the fact he's that only he's four been RBIs behind point. Vlad really? Junior too. What'd you say, well, Speedy? He's only Shohei Otani's only four RBIs behind Vlad Junior right now too. Two seventy nine. Who would you say is the MVP? I right would now, give it to Otani right now. I would give You're it to Otani. I, I would. Who's batting? What's 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 Guerrero batting right now? Three forty one. Otani's batting two seventy nine. I'm I'm going. I'm, He's batting like 50, 50, what is it, point are we 50 just more? His pitching numbers too? It doesn't, listen to me. I, I understand he's a pitcher. I'm giving it to an everyday player. An MVP is the most. Player. He's in the lineup every day. Otani is a hitter. He's not, he's a DH practically. He's not oh, an everyday right. player. Uh, he wasn't a Vladimir Guerrero is an everyday DC, player. No, but on days he doesn't pitch, there are times he plays the outfield. I'm sorry, 275 over 341, and a guy that has more home run. He has, what is that? Tani's numbers pitching wise, Speedy. 3.31 ERA. He has 63 strikeouts, uh, 127 on the year. 3.31. He's not winning the MVP. Okay, 1.16 whip. And That's crazy. In 51 two thirds innings pitch. 3.31. 3.31. 3.31 ERA. Yeah. You think he's yeah. going to win the MVP when a guy's batting 340? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Think, I think the fact that he has thirty-two home runs and he's pitching really well. You're on year, drugs. He deserves it. You're on. He deserves it. Vladimir Guerrero's batting three forty-one. He's three forty-one. He has seventy-three. He has already seventy-three RBIs. Okay. That's fine. But again, as yeah, and as at three hundred and five at bats, on base percentage is over a thousand. Otani has four RBIs less than Guerrero. What is again? He's batting 275 to 341. Look at but the percentages. It's not even Guerrero, close. Yes, but Otani's the better athlete all around. He's a better he, – he does everything. He pitches. He plays DH. He's a hitter. But he's a fielder. 12 stolen bases, everything. too. He does everything. First of all – And he does everything at a very high level. It's not like he's doing – Guerrero is the best player in the American League right now. He's batting 341. Do you know how hard it is to bat 341 in a division – in a league? First of all, he's in one of the hardest divisions in baseball in the American League East. He's batting 341. He leads the league in uh, in batting average. Leads the league in batting average. That's fine. Again, I understand that in batting average, but again, Otani is batting – first of all, his ERA is 331, okay? 3.31. That's not enough. That's not good enough. If he's batting – it doesn't matter if I win you over. I'm telling you right now, when you look at the numbers, Vladimir Guerrero is by far the MVP. It's by far. It's not not by far. Yes, it is. You're going to make it it's not. Yes, it is. That's an egregious comment to say. Uh, first of all, first of all, I'm going to I'm going to go back. And by the way, somebody named Sarah is telling me not to yell at you. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> Sarah. That, that, is, that is my cousin. That is a way. part of the show. And, uh, and, and I'm not going to st- and I'm not going to stop. So uh, you're not going to stop me from yelling. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, when you look at the numbers, numbers don't lie. And, and I'm sorry, no matter what Otani, what's Otani's ERA right now? 3.31. 3.31. Is that ERA, is that MVP numbers? If, if you were to give it to a pitcher? Not yes or no? It, not don't even don't go around in circles. Yes or no? Not if you were given to yes a pitcher. Yes or no? Not if you were to give it to a pitcher. Do you answer, Speedy? I'm going to shut off your mic if you don't answer my questions. It's a yes or no question. Yes or no? no. Pitchers don't get MVPs anyway. Uh, that's not true. Yeah, you need like a Clayton Kershaw-esque year or a Jacob DeGrom this year type of thing for that to happen. And first of all, everybody keeps saying uh, Otani's the better athlete. Who cares who's the better athlete? Who is better? Who is better right now when it comes to the numbers? The numbers would tell you Vladimir Guerrero is the MVP of the American League. It's not even close. When you have a guy, I understand he's a pitcher. I understand that he's doing on a two. That's not Vladimir Guerrero's fault that he's not a pitcher. 
And by the way, he's, his pitch is ERA, and which is a very important statistic if you're going to win an MVP. He's, he's pitching 331. That's not good. 3.31 is not good oh, to win an MVP. It. It's not. Anything below a 3.6 is pretty good. Uh, no, it's not. We'll say it's not. Jacob good. DeGrom, you want to talk about Jacob DeGrom, that's, that's a pitcher that deserves an MVP thought, okay? He's bad. He's, he's hitting. I think he's hitting over 300. And by the way, by the way, he's, his ERA is under one. Okay, so that is an MVP candidate. Listen, Otani is not an MVP candidate. I hope Guerrero keeps doing this because he's on my fantasy team, so I'm all Vladimir Guerrero is winning the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> he's winning the MVP as of right now. I'm giving it, a, and it's not even close. It's not even close. I wouldn't say it's not close. I don't think it's close. I don't think it's any anywhere close. But nevertheless, uh, I, I do want to. I do want to get through the 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 first half of the season and what some of the teams need to do uh, to be. Um, a major league uh, thought of World Series champion. And uh, there are two teams that really stand out to me where they can make a run, especially with the Yankees not looking like they're going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to be sellers. A lot of people say that the Yankees could still be buyers. They're not going to be buyers. I think the Yankees will sell off players. Um, The Oakland Athletics are a team that really stands out to me and really sticks out to me. Uh, they're, for years, they've had problems with the New York Yankees. And they've had problems. So so have the Twins. And now this is a year well, where... now the Twins suck. <laughs> now this is a year where the Oakland Athletics are still playing good baseball. And now they have a chance. They're going, in, uh, they're going to the second half of the season. I think they're in second place in their division. Yeah, I think they're like three and a half back of Houston right now. Because the Astros just beat them two out of three. They're one of the wild card teams. And I think the Oakland Athletics, with the power that they have in their lineup, and obviously their pitching staff is, is, is dominant. They have very good pitching staff. One of the best, one of the top ten pitching staffs in baseball. And they have a very good... Uh, a relief. Uh, they have one of the best relievers in baseball. So uh, going into the second half, I think the Oakland Athletics uh, could absolutely for for somebody. And now I understand everybody's going to say, why do why would they go after a Chris Bryant? Uh, you can move Chris Bryant to first base. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, and you put power into that lineup. That's what I think the Oakland Athletics are missing. Even though they have good power numbers, uh, statistically and statistics will show um, in the second half of the season their power numbers are not. Um, like they are in the first half of the season. Last year, their power numbers completely dipped in the second half of the season. So I think the Oakland Athletics, especially going into this offseason, I mean going into the second half of the season, I think that the Oakland Athletics are one of the teams that really stand out to me that can make a move. Snug says, I don't know, when you get to the All-Star game as an everyday pitcher, player, and a pitcher, something we've never seen before. Yeah, Otani wins going away. Evan agrees with you. Guerrero gets it right now. Otani's value is minimized because he's a DH and isn't a great pitcher. Uh, Snug, uh, Snug says, this show is based on Earl yelling, has been forever. He yells at co-host, producers, callers, fans. I think he yells at his sleep. And neither of these guys have a chance of showing up in the playoffs, so neither of these guys probably win. Yeah, with, with Oakland is definitely interesting because their starting pitching was normally their weakness for a while, and now now it seems to be one of their one of their strengths. Sean Maniah's pitched very well. They have a kid Cole Irvin who's pitched very well. James Caprillion used to be a Yankees prospect has but pitched doesn't it, doesn't been it fantastic. Find it funny, yeah. that every single year they always get like they always also get like a new closer that comes yep. in mm-hmm. every single year. They're like the kings of getting a new closer, <laughs> and that's been their method. They've tried to find relief pitchers for a while, but now it's more of their starters that's that's doing well too. And I, again, with the when it comes to the offense, they definitely could use another bat that definitely helps their lineup depth as a whole because we were always thinking of them as being kind of top-heavy for a while, but now they actually have a little more lineup depth, and now they could add even more with that with, with Chris Bryant. Either they put him as a first baseman, as a corner outfielder. 
Nelson Cruz is another interesting one too. But Mark Mark Canna, he's hurt right now. But he when he comes back, he's he's been their DH and pretty. He's on pretty, my fantasy too, Canna. He's on one of mine too. Yeah, he's been pretty yeah, steady. He's been, he's he was been, a good waiver pickup. Good mm-hmm. stolen base guys. I got I think thirteen stolen bases. Yeah, really for, weird for a DH. That's pretty good yeah. for anyone. That's pretty good. But yeah, so, so that'll be interesting if they do end up trading for Bryant, where they end up putting him. But I think the approach with the Athletics too is the big difference. Like Errol was saying, that's why they struggle on the playoffs. They try for the home run a lot, kind of like the Yankees do too. Also, another team, another team is in the National League, a team to look at uh, that is going to make trades, and I think they're going to be sellers, is Colorado. I think the Colorado Rockies are going to be sellers. Trevor Story, you've been hearing stories uh, that he could go to Oakland, he could go to the Yankees. Um, there could be a flip-flop. I've been hearing maybe even the Boston Red Sox. I've heard Milwaukee, too. Milwaukee. I mean, there are so many different teams that we're hearing Trevor Story's name. And also the St. Louis Cardinals, which they're not sellers. They're going to be buyers. Uh, I think they have a very good chance. I, I They're my team to come out of the National League this year. I, I think they're very dangerous uh, with that lineup, the middle of their lineup especially with the two uh, corner players uh, at third base and first base. Two very talented players that have tremendous power and, and give tremendous pop in their lineup. I, I mean, the Cardinals are also a team that I could think uh, can make big splashes at the trade deadline, boys. I think the problem with the Cardinals is, is I mean, you see it now. The issue with them is their injuries. I mean, they lost Jack, losing Jack Flaherty was just a massive blow to this team because this team was already very short on pitching depth as, as it was. And then to lose, they've, they've lost a lot of guys to injury, especially in their rotation. And their bullpen has been pretty bad this year, too. So they have a lot they have to fix in the bullpen. Um, Andrew Miller looks like a wash of himself. Um, I, I mean, like, I think I, I think the team I, I, I look at, I like the Rockies' idea, Arrow. And I know you brought Trevor Story. I think and I think two other guys you could see in trading off are both their starting pitchers. I could see John Gray and I could see them, Herman Marquez. I think mm-hmm. this is really an opportunity for a guy like Herman Marquez, who could be a fourth or fifth starter that pitches innings, gives you a lot of good depth in that rotation. Even John Gray, too. And another team to me is the Cubs. You, the, the Jed Hoyer said it today. We literally went from being buyers to now probably having to be sellers in about a span of 12 days. They're going to be they sellers. Lost 11 in a row. Well, they're. Well, you have to remember, just three weeks ago, they were in first place yeah. by three games. I, st- and now I still thought they were going to be sellers. I, I still thought they were going to be sellers. I mean, you can't, I mean, yeah, you can't I, hold I on to Chris Bryant. You can't hold on to Chris Bryant when you can get a lot back for him. Uh, you don't want to uh, hold on to Alex Bias. You can get a lot back for him, too. Javier Bias and Craig Kimbrell. Uh, Craig Kimbrell's another yeah, one. Yeah, definitely Kimbrell, one. they could get a good – I actually think – I think keep saying like Alex, but uh, Javier Bias. But uh, I, think, I think that the Cubs are going to be sellers, and – uh, Rizzo, Rizzo's is also going to be uh, a person that they could sell off. I know a lot of people think he's going to go to Miami. He wants to go home. But uh, like I said, uh, teams like the Yankees that are going to look for – I don't think the Yankees are going to make a move um, going into the trade deadline. I think the Yankees are going to be sellers. But maybe in the offseason, if they're looking to add a, a power first baseman, a great defensive first baseman, maybe they bring in an Anthony Rizzo. Uh, they're going to have to pay him. Uh, but there, there's just so many things that could happen at the trade deadline. Also, the Boston Red Sox are going to be buyers. They're going to absolutely be I think buyers. I Kimball would fit them perfectly. I, I, I mean, seriously. They, really they, uh, they, hey, listen, you know what? Say what you want. He was a big part of them winning a World Series that year. Chris Sale coming back at the second half of the season. Yeah. I think that's going to be huge for them. I think they might make a move for another pitcher. They have a nice farm system, too. I mean, they're not going to trade Jeter Downs, but they, they have a very nice farm They've system. They've been incredible. I, I, I can't really put say anything bad about the Boston Red Sox. 
20 games over. It, it's really the way they're playing. And it's not even Alex Cora. It's, it's the way they're playing, bunting the ball, moving the players. Move, again, obviously, the defensive side of the ball, they've been very – they're one yeah, of the best defensive teams like, in baseball. Go look, go look at the roster even from last season, right? Like it's, it's essentially the same exact roster minus Chris Sale from last year. And yet this year, bring back the same roster, and they got better. And it, it, it's remarkable. You see the, the player development, right? Of I mean, Verdugo has kind of slipped off a little bit. He's entering on the, I think he's hitting on the 270 now, but he's still putting up pretty decent numbers. Dalbeck, too. Uh, what'd you say? Bobby Dalbeck, too. Dalbeck, too, is another one. Of course, Xenia Bogarts and Rafael Devers has become the best left side of the infield in baseball. I mean, that's just, I mean, you look, you look at that. And then, of course, even the bullpen. And, you know, like I said, they've gotten stuff out of um, who was the closure this year for them? Matt speedy? Barnes. What was it? Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes has been good. And I hate that Ottavino has thrived with them. It's, it's, um, I thought well, that's his hometown. Before. First of all, I he's from he Boston. Washed. I thought he was so washed. And he's come back there like a, with a whole other. And the thing of it is, I knew that the, was going to happen, by the way. I knew it was going to happen. But you look at the innings pitch, and Cora's actually keeping his innings pitch down to, I think, maybe get him ready for the playoffs, right? It kind of feels that way because you looked at him at this standpoint when he was with the Yankees with Boone, and Boone had to rely on him a lot more because that's what the Yankees were built with, right? Like an okay rotation and a really solid bullpen to short in the games. Where it's here, Boston. They're not even getting the best starting rotation. Like, yeah, I was going to really say, not, the, the, the Red Sox really starting not. rotation is nothing to cry about either. <laughs> they're the best. I mean, they're it's, the second-best team in baseball. Second-best defensive team in baseball. And they're they're playing good Little League baseball. And 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 if you play that way, and the Yankees got to figure that out too because you Boston cannot Martinez has you cannot play thing. Little League baseball. I mean, you cannot play power baseball and expect to win every single year. The Yankees haven't won since 2009. So that power baseball doesn't work anymore in in baseball. Bunting, moving the play, moving the players base to base. Um, you know, the way we old time baseball that has worked in the eighties, the seventies, the sixties, and the fifties. The Yankees have relied on the power, relied on the home run. That doesn't work anymore. I think baseball has completely transitioned again. And I think defensive, the defensively, the Boston Red Sox are one of the best defensive teams in baseball, and they're they're getting timely hitting. I, they're one of the best timely hitting teams in baseball. They have been the most impressive team in the first half of the season. 20 games over 500. Who would have thought they would be 20 games over 500? Who would have thought no, that? No, definitely not. I mean, seriously. And everything that they've done, everything they've touched has turned to gold. So, so you, let me ask you this then. Mm-hmm. Just, just a quick question for both of you. Uh, Errol, I'll start with you first. Give me your top three busiest teams you expect to, uh, as buyers, and then three teams you're busiest to be sellers to the deadline. Boston's going to be a buyer. Houston's going to be a buyer. Um, the White Sox are going to be a buyer. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Cleveland is a seller, okay? Even though they're in second place. I give it as one buyer you didn't name. Whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm doing the American League. Now I'm oh, going no, to, I was talking about in baseball in general. Um, uh, in the National League, I definitely the Mets are going to be buyers. We, we all know that the Mets are going to be buyers. Milwaukee is going to be a buyer. They need hitting. They need hitting. Um, and bad. San Francisco being where they are. and, and, and How absolutely. good have they been, huh? Yeah. Jesus, where did Gabe Kapler come from? The Phillies are probably going, <laughs> what the hell? 
<laughs> two years ago, yes, I was badly wrong about this, Jeff and Carl. I called him the worst manager in baseball. Now he's the manager of the year by far. Where has so Carl been, say, by the way? I haven't seen Carl. <laughs> yeah, but he's, always, he's been on my wrestling show lately, but he hasn't been on here lately. <laughs> yeah. I, it's <laughs> late, and he has, uh, he has got a wife. We, so. we, we made fun of the Cubs. He, he, he darted out. <laughs> I mean, so... All right, so your three busiest teams... No, just only pick three of them. Busiest teams, go. I would definitely say the baseball. I would say the Giants definitely are going to be one of them because their farm system's good. I would I agree with Errol on Oakland. I think they will be active, and I will say Milwaukee. And then Sellers, the Cubs will be one. I'll say the Twins will be one. I think definitely with the way they've played this year, and the Nationals. Go ahead. What is it? Don't don't. With radio, there can't be any silence. You got to speak up. Let's go. All right, calm down. I'm, I'm calm, that. but you, you always say, I, this me, is how you're going to be. This is how you're so going to be. For me, buyers, for me, I would say, obviously, the Mets. I mean, you're hearing all different things now. Now they're even interested in Adam Frazier now, which I'm so trying to. We all know that about the Mets. Fits. Go to another team. I don't, I don't even know where he fits, but whatever. Um, Milwaukee barely needs a hitter. The problem with Milwaukee is our farm system isn't the best. So they're going to really have to get creative with certain deals. And I would say the Padres. I think the Padres are another team. I think a guy like Joey Gallo would be really, really fit perfectly with the with the San Diego Padres. And then Sellers for me, I think the Texas Rangers are one, like I said, a guy like Joey Gallo they could get a lot back for. I think Minnesota, obviously, they have a lot of guys from Josh Donaldson to Jose Barrios to Nelson Cruz to Jorge Polanco. You name it, they, they got a ton of guys they could give off. Michael Pineda, which is crazy. He's still pitching decently without using anything. Um and then the last one, selling wise, oh, I I don't want to say the Nationals because to me the Nationals are Rizzo. That's not in Rizzo's DNA. He's not going to do that, and he's not a good GM like Rizzo. He's what about a team like Arizona? What'd you say? What about a team like Arizona? I don't know how much they have to trade. Arizona would be good. I mean, they got Cattell Marte. They have those guys. It's just I know they don't want to get. I mean. If you want to know a team that really could hit it big, and that's maybe Pittsburgh with Adam Frazier. Mm. I mean, they could really get a good amount back for a guy that's having a, a, a starting second baseball on the All-Star team. I mean, like I said, when I heard the Mets were interested today, I tried to figure out where he fits with them. But It, it seems like the Mets are whatever. interested in everybody. And I, I don't think the Mets are going to get everybody. I think well, the they Mets can't. I think the I, Mets I think you're I think them, a starter, a bullpen guy, and a third base. They're not that's getting all three of those. They're not they getting can, well. A bullpen guy they can always get after the July thirtieth trade deadline. They can always do it through the way. They're going to be successful in the past. I think the Mets will get a name player one way or another before the trade deadline. I think that's what they're going to go. Either a pitcher or a hitter. I don't think they need pitching. And if the Mets start to make a trade for a pitcher, it doesn't make any sense when they have two pitchers coming back from injury. Yeah, but from the how much reserve. can you trust Carrasco? You could trust to come back. It's with like Syndergaard still. It's a matter. Doesn't of, matter. You don't need it in in the playoffs. You need three top pitchers. That's all you need. Yeah, I know, but it's series. always like you. I, I just get nervous with pitching depth. That's just the thing. I feel like you can never have enough of it. And um, a bullp- I, I listen. The Mets have had a really good bullpen this year. I always find that you can have enough late inning guys right. in the bullpen, and you can always find those after the July thirtieth deadline. You, you, I mean, you, it, it's very easy and simple to do it. 
I understand when you when you're when you're talking about the Mets and you guys are both Mets fans and and everybody wants to be excited and say oh the Mets are going to get this guy and they're going to get that guy and they're going to get this guy just like they're going to get just like the Yankee just like the Yankee fan when when the Yankees always going into trade deadline I was always the one that says say why why do the Yankees need to be buyers why do the Yankees need any other players when they're they're the best team in baseball they're going uh, they're pitching they they have the best ERA and the best WHIP right now second best. Honestly, no, you don't you don't break you don't break something that's working, okay? And and even though the Mets right now are they are they playing great baseball? They're not playing great baseball, but they're not playing bad baseball. They're the best team in their division. The division is very weak. The only team that's I I understand the Braves have gotten hot in the last couple in the last 2 weeks, but I don't trust the Braves. They don't have any pitching, and if, if the Braves have any chance of making the playoffs, they're going to have to make a trade for at least one or two pitchers. That's the only way they're going to make the I playoffs. I think the good thing with the, with, the, with the Mets is, and I completely agree with you, the, the division is absolutely atrocious, but I think the good thing is you're seeing how the Mets are faring against the teams they're going to have to compete against in the playoffs, right? Like the Padres and the Brewers, and you're – it's like you're kind of getting a sequence of, okay, we just played this team. Now we know what to do and what we need at the deadline to beat this team in a series. Like, the, clearly, if they play Milwaukee, like, they have to play Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff in games one and two. So they have to figure out, okay, maybe we need another bat in the in the lineup to maybe get, you know, beat these guys. Maybe a Chris Bryant because he knows the NL Central. They, you know, you could always go that route, something like that. You're getting a feel of it. Like, they just beat The Milwaukee. Mets aren't getting Chris Bryant. They're not getting Chris Bryant. They're not getting Javier Baez. They're not getting oh, any of those guys. Why would they get Javier Baez? They don't need Javier Baez. And, I, and again, Jeff, could you act like a normal person on the feeds? I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. the stupid stuff that's coming out of your mouth. Oh, what are you saying Sometimes now? You, you come up with normal stuff because it, it, it goes from the Islanders to the Yankees. to the, Just speak up and be normal, okay? It, it's stupid what you're saying. And none of the stuff is even funny. Okay. What if you want well, what is he saying? He's saying the Mets are summertime. They're the summertime Islanders. Everyone will get their hopes oh, up right. and then stomp out as fans will cry. I mean, it's everything with New York. If Jeff, if you have something smart to say, call the show. If you don't, don't say anything. I don't understand why you you do this. You know, okay. I sometimes you put out some good information and, and and argumental with some of the stuff that you say, and then there's stuff that you say that just you know really irritates me and it, it's just it's not funny speaking it of, really isn't it's not funny speaking of the feed uh, snug says neither of these teams have a chance of showing up in the playoffs so neither of these guys probably win that's bull uh your that's bro- bull. josh your brother says evan st- says st louis is nine back in the division seven and a half back in the wild card They're what does that done. mean they are sellers uh jeff says maybe josh will get traded for tyler evan says the astros are the best team in the american league and isn't close who said that evan said that uh st louis going into the second half of the season where were they where were they last year? I think third place. Right they, now. they were in third place, and they were like eight games out of first place. Uh, what happened to St. Louis last year in the play, getting into the playoffs? They got into the playoffs, and they went deep into the playoffs. I think it's just a matter of this year. St. Louis, you cannot give no, up on. But I, their pitching depth this year, it's gotten hit so massively hard with injuries. And these guys aren't coming back. That's the issue. And, Jeff, I compliment the Red Sox, and then you say something. You torture the Red Sox. By the way, you were wrong about the Red Sox. Wait a second. Who said that? I, Jeff. I traded for Tyler. Jeff, Who said that, Jeff? I, I have, Jeff no, said that. I, I have oh. no idea. But, Jeff, you said that the Red Sox weren't going to play well this year, and they're gonna, they were going to die down. They were going to play like crap. They're 20 games over 500, and they yeah, have the really. second-best record in baseball. So to say that – and you say that they're no good. First of all, they are good, okay? Any team that's 20 games over 500 is good. 
Okay. Especially in the American League East. Okay. It, it, it's in the best division in baseball. Yeah. In the best division in baseball. So to say that they're worthless and they're not any good is ridiculous. Now, do they have the pitching to win a championship? On paper, no. no. But we have seen teams on paper that weren't good go all the way to World Series and win. So, again, the Red Sox have more than enough to win a championship. They got, also, they're they're the, going to have the, to make moves. Also, with their bullpen, too, what they could do is, again, in the way baseball is today, they could shorten games. They could have guys go five innings and have they have a deep bullpen where they can actually shorten the games for them, make it easier and lighter on their starting pitchers and get into the bullpen like they do. I mean, it, it worked. Even I mean, going back to 09, the Yankees had a three-man rotation, right, with Sabathia, Burnett, and Pettit, and then they had a really deep bullpen. That's all you need. That's all you need is straight. Phil Hughes, Mariano Rivera. So that's how you get built on winning championships. You shorten the games for your starters if you have a really deep bullpen. That's what the Red Sox have. You don't, and by the way, the Mets do not need to make a trade for another pitcher. They have three pitchers, that, and they have Carrasco coming back. They have Syndergaard. More. Uh, more what? One more, damn it. More, more what? I already they, know that for a fact, but the moment you said that, somebody's going to do something. Somebody's going to tear a quad or something. They still like have that. two guys yeah. coming back, two dominant pitchers. They don't need to make a trade, and if the Mets do that, it doesn't make sense. Until we get back in September. It doesn't make sense. So you're going you're gonna to go after Barrows or some or, or, or no, one of the They don't even need no. No, Speedy, I gave you two names the other day. I gave you Herman Marquez and John Means. That's a fourth or a fifth right. starter. I love. I'm not asking for Means. a number one yeah. starter. I'm asking for a number four, a number five, an innings eating guy, that like a Herman Marquez or even a John Means. That when the pitching, when the playoffs come around, you can make that guy. You could put him into a bullpen role and get right. him in extended innings, pitch him two or three innings like a Lugo or something like that. And you, again, you could shorten the games for your starters and maybe pitch them more later down the stretch in the series. That helps right. as much as possible having as much depth. Yeah, pitch, they don't need p- pitching. starting pitching out of the bullpen is a lot of the new strategy. They need relief game, pitching. So. They don't need starting pitching. And the they Mets don't even be, really need relief pitching. I just do. like to have another reliever. That's that's something you need. You always need more no, extra relief pitchers. They don't need relievers, but I always find it that you can never have enough relievers, any relievers. Starting that, pitching, the they don't need. good ones this year, but I want I – want, Another guy that I know I could trust late in the game. Mm. I think that the, expect the Mets to make uh, a move for either a corner position infielder. I could see the Mets doing that um, as far as the third base is concerned. That maybe another outfielder, if there's an outfielder that uh, it makes sense for the Mets to make a move for, that can give them power and get and hit for average. I, I don't see the Mets making some drastic, crazy move where they're gonna they're gonna trade away prospects or trade away no, a big they name. Won't trade away no. any of the big they're not gonna. So they're not gonna get a big name. So they're not going to get a big name because nobody is going to trade like a Chris Bryant for just garbage. Okay, no, the, I'm not, well, the Cubs aren't going to do that. I mean, if if the Mets offer a Ronnie Mauricio or a Mark Vientos as a, and as a headline of the trade package, the, and again, the you mentioned these prospects. You you mentioned these prospects. These are prospects. All these names that you think are going to be great players, they're prospects. That doesn't mean they're going to be great. What the trades are at the trade deadline? That's mostly of the time what they are. You you mentioned players that are prospects that haven't even played one game in the in the major leagues. That doesn't mean they're going to be players. I understand that, but they're just prospects. So you you put names on the field. You you stamp names to it. It doesn't really it doesn't really sell to me. And even though uh, they're highly rated or highly profiled prospects, and by the way, the Mets farm system is ranked like tenth or eleventh. 11th in the league. So it's not great. It, it's not in the top five. It's not like the St. Louis Cardinals or the Tampa Bay Rays or the well, Dodgers. Listen, I mean, draft I, I mean it, it, it's not like that. Uh, so the Mets have prospects. And, oh, these guys are untouchable. Nobody's untouchable. 
Nobody's on top. I don't care what Sandy Alderson says. If they can get a player that fits their, winning a championship this year or next year, none of these guys are impossible to trade. And and they're not trade. They're trade pieces that they can move on from. So I, the only two non-tradable pieces that they're not going to trade because maybe because he's expensive. Francisco Lindor and Pete Alonso are the only two guys that I can. And obviously Jacob Degrom and some of the other pitchers that they have. Um, but besides that, none of these guys are untouchable. And and I believe that if they get the player that they want or uh, a particular two or three players that fit uh, what they're looking for, they're going to make the trade. Okay, so I, I just think out of all the teams that really stand out to me in the American League, uh, the Astros and the Red Sox. I really think the Red Sox are going to make a trade. And what and, the White and, Sox? I, I I don't know. What I the, like the White Sox. I, the White Sox are they have a great pitching staff, young lineup, as good as young lineup in baseball, and their relief, uh, I which was supposed to be their weakness this year, has played very very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, but the, the bullpen, they have the bullpen, the relief pitchers. Well, they got, I mean, they got Liam Hendricks, which yeah, but going into the season, they were not talked about to be their weakness was their relief pitching. No, it was their relievers getting to Hendricks. That was right. the issue with Beta Lieberman. Yes, Lieberman. that's and what everybody a, says. A lot of money. And and they're in amongst the league's top five in ERA coming from the bullpen. So uh, when when you look at the Chicago White Sox, they've been very impressive. Tony Larusa, that's probably why. <laughs> Josh's boy. Yeah. So uh, I know a lot of people don't yeah, like Tony, guy, but Jesus he's Christ, he's he's dude, a genius when it comes to his bullpen. He's a genius when it comes to his bullpen. He yeah. really is. Snug says the Red Sox also have the best manager in baseball back in the saddle. He makes all the difference. Jeff says the Red Sox are only in first because they play the Yankees so much. And I know what he said. Why do you even bring that up? Don't read that stuff. It's so dumb. He's just, he's he's tr- he's trolling. No, he's not <laughs> trolling. You know you know what's so funny about Jeff? Jeff is an intelligent person. He really is. He's smart and he knows a lot about sports. But there are things in the last two days, the stuff that he posts on these on these feeds are stupid. They're ridiculous. And and he could call the show and put some a good stamp to the conversation. Instead, 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 he puts stupid garbage on the freaking post. Snug says he also mentioned the Twins and the Phillies are other are two other teams that could be sellers. I, I would agree with that. Uh, Snug says, well, they don't get as many guys Jets or the Knicks, but they'll get a few guys. Uh, Evan, there's says, another stupid Evan, remark by Snug. Evan says, buyers Cincinnati, White Sox, Oakland sellers, Twins, Rockies, Cubs. Yep. Evan says as well, they're lower in the standings and the as, than the Cubs and not as talented sellers. I think referring to the Cardinals. Uh, Snug says Max Scherzer to the Mets. That's not going to happen. Uh, Evan says, oh, well, on what planet are Herman Marquez or John Means or fourth or fifth starter? Sam says John Means isn't going anywhere. And Jeff says not trolling. Red Stocks can't stop sweeping. And here's the thing. On the Mets, he'd be a fourth or fifth starter. And again, right. Jeff brings up the Yankees. Yeah. The Yankees aren't making the playoffs. Why do you keep bringing up the Yankees? The Yankees are – I think the Yankees are done. They're going to be sellers. So stop bringing up the Yankees. The Yankees are not even in a conversation with the Red Sox, the Rays, or any of those teams. The Yankees are going to sell this year. This is going to be the first time that you, you're you going to see the Yankees actually sell off pieces. The Mariners are 46 and 42? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. When did that happen? They're playing good baseball the last couple Jack of weeks. Jack isn't even there. <laughs> well, <laughs> Jack's turned out to be a dud, okay? All you Met fans oh, that were having a heart attack. A few games. A few games? He's looked like garbage this year, okay? So, well, and he all, got sent back down. Yeah, well, I, all you Met fans that were having a heart attack. Oh, my God. That was the worst trade in baseball history. Look what Edwin Diaz has done this year, and look what well, he's I mean, done. I, I, mean, listen, I told you Edwin Diaz is good. I would, not, I would is not, good. not put him in non-safe situations. He, 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 he's a one-trick pony. 
you can't keep him in a non-save situation. Well, it doesn't. Yeah, it's pure he's closer, an area above right. ten in non-saves. Doesn't it, matter. Edwin Diaz. That's what happens when you're a pure closer. This okay, is, is Edwin Diaz not in the in the top seven in relief pitching in baseball? No, he is. Listen, oh, yes. he's having a great year. Okay. He's having an awesome year. Uh, okay, I'm just to figure so out why why why? Why over the last three years? I don't know. Edwin Diaz has not looked good, but mm-hmm. uh, you look at it and you, you keep talking about that trade. Uh, it, it's starting to look like that trade was a pretty ga- a pretty good damn trade. So, and Edwin Diaz could be a big part of the Mets bullpen if they have a chance mm-hmm. to go far into the and, and go to the World Series. So, Edwin Diaz is a big spark for the New York Mets. So, I'm gonna lose Diaz, man. Whatever, whatever the case is. But I, I don't want to stick on Everybody baseball knows. the whole show. But uh, just one more comment from Snug. He says. Mariners are young pitching staff is sneaky good. Yeah, yeah. that's a lot of ex New York guys too. Justin so Dunn and Justice yeah. Sheffield. He struggled a little lately, but a lot of ex New York guys too. And by the way, Jeff, uh, I'm I'm really not as upset as you think you are. Uh, th- that you think that I am. Uh, my mom is very sick. I'm I'm here doing a radio show, and I want you to actually talk about things that can help the conversation, not the stupid stuff about the Yankees, the Islanders, uh, the Jets. This has this has nothing to do with those three teams. All three. Teams. The Islanders season is over. The Jets season hasn't even started. There's not even training camp. And the Yankees are done. Okay? As a Yankee fan, you're hearing it from a Yankee fan. The Yankees are done. And that's all I'm going to say about the Yankees. Why are you bringing them up saying, oh, the Red Sox are sweeping? Who cares? Okay? And what would, and at, at times last year when the Yankees were bombing the Red Sox, you weren't saying much of anything. Oh, they stink. Good, they, they, they. I told you the Red Sox were going to be good this year. Did I not tell you that? I did. And I also told you the Red Sox are better than what you say they are. And they're a lot better than what you say they are. So, and again, I never mentioned the Jets. Yes, you do. You always mention the Jets. You did it last night out of nowhere, out of the blue. Okay? You do it all the time. Why bother bringing up the Jets? Okay? When we're not even talking about the Jets. But anyways, to finish up with baseball, I, I think when you look at the American League, I, I think the Boston Red Sox will be on the move. I could see the Boston Red Sox, Red Sox making multiple Moves, multiple moves. And I also think in the National League, everybody keeps saying the Cardinals are out. The Cardinals are not out. And I remember last year when everybody thought they were they were out going into the second half of the season, they were the hottest team in baseball. And they, they wound it up in first place, I think. In their no, division. they were second. Second but place. They, they rallied back to get the number four seed overall. I think they were the first wild. They were eight the and a half. League. They were yeah. eight and a half out going into the second half of the season. Right. And they made it to the playoffs. And they went deep in the have, playoffs. I would have more faith in them, like I said. It's just the injury bug with the starting rotation. And their bullpen has been atrocious this year. That's the only killer yeah. for them. But uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting second half of the season. Like I said, I think the Yankees are going to be sellers. The teams, a lot of teams that you wouldn't think to be sellers this year, especially in the second half, the Yankees, the Twins. What about even Tampa Bay? Even, Tampa Bay could get a player. Tampa Bay might even get a player like a, like a Nelson Cruz. I don't even. see Tampa. They're not going to make big moves. They never do. No, I mean, like, is, I don't think Nelson Cruz. I mean, it's a Nelson Cruz. I think just they could get Nelson Cruz. Really, really well. They could get Nelson Cruz. It's like almost too good of a match. Mm. Old man, I call him Old Man Nelly. Okay, and well, then, because he's probably still doing steroids. Yeah, but he's still, I mean, he's still hitting bombs at forty-one. I mean, just don't put him in right field in a World Series game; you'll be good. They'll get yeah. Nelson Cruz or somebody like that, but it's—they're not going to make some crazy big move. That's no, gonna, no, but that's no. still listen. Nelson getting Nelson Cruz would be a great move for Tampa. I think what he does is he adds a power bat in the middle of the lineup. That's something they're pretty much missing right now. I mean, I, 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 and I don't think they would have to really give up much to get him. And I think the other name, like I said, is we have to be keep track on is Joey Gallo. Yep, Joey Gallo, mm-hmm. I think would be a guy. 
I think again, the perfect fit for Gallo would be either the Giants or the Padres. So they're going to look at him. So your brother wants to bet me a hundred dollars that the Cardinals don't make the playoffs. Matches to it. No, I'm not making a bet on that. I'll make. I still have my bet on Tua. I have my bet on Tua. I I I, I think. Why don't Tua, you do double or nothing and just bet both of them? No, I, I, I'm not 110. Yeah, percent Why, why don't you shut up over there? You don't, you don't want to take a penny out of your pocket, okay? I love how yesterday he says, "Are you going to?" You don't even want to. You don't even want to take. You don't even want to take a penny out of your pocket, Mister Cheapo. But you're telling me double or nothing, double or nothing. You believe this, Evan? This is your brother. He's trying to push me to make a trade, and he don't want to take a penny out of his pocket. You believe I have to work with this guy? Yesterday he says I don't talk. Tonight he tells me to shut up. I don't know what. I told you to shut up because you're butting into a business. Telling me I should make a double enough to trade when you won't even take a penny out of your pocket to make anything. So well, listen, I, like I I said, that's your that's I'm, your thing. I'm not a betting person, uh, well, but my brother likes your, to bet. All right, I don't like the all right. Personally. I made a bet with him with Tua. If he wants to make the bet with Tua, I'm all ears with it. Okay. If he don't, that's his problem. Okay. So I, I think Tua. I, I think Tua is worthless. Oh, what do you mean? Well, well, I the Cardinal one because I'm not sure with the Cardinals. I'm sure with Tua. I I saw what the Cardinals did last year in the going into the second but half. But then that wait a second, then that's not fair. To, oh no, it's not fair. Why don't you know, open your pocket? Why don't why don't you open up your pocket? Put your money where your mouth is, okay? Because you don't do any of that. You I, you butt into people's business and then you say, oh, double or nothing. Put the put well, do your do do Open up. How about this, John? I'll make the bet. I'll make the bet. I'll make the bet. I'll make the bet if you make a bet with me. Now, here's the bet. Here's the bet. If I win in any one of these things, you got to come on this show in a dress, a wig, and lipstick. Okay? If I'm right on any one of these bets, and if if I am if I am right on any one of these bets. You have to come on a show, on show, on show, live, wearing a wig, wearing a dress, and lipstick. Come on. Put your money where your mouth is, buddy. Those weren't my bets to be made. But you want to put into everybody else's bet, right? Well, because it's a... You got something to say about everything. I'm putting it. It's our show. No doubt it is. So why are you putting into my bet? You're only betting because that's your brother. And you want to get involved. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Listen to me. Go talk to my brother. He and I, we don't agree that much on sports, period. Mm-hmm. You can ask him. Yeah, but you like to you stand up and, and put into people's bets. Perspectives on different things. All right. So he just yeah, agreed to me with the O'Neill Tommy thing. He agreed with you. I'll make a bet with your brother. I'll, do- I'll double the bet with your brother. But if I'm right on any one of those bets, right, in any one of those bets, you got to come on the show in a wig. I'm not wearing a dress wig or and a lipstick. This is our, these aren't my bets. You didn't make these bets with me. I, all I did was but I didn't, didn't say I was making a bet with the Cardinals. Now all of a sudden you're pushing me to make the bet with the well, Cardinals. Well, now hold on a second. Well, first off, I did make the bet with you about me dressing. What was it? What was I going to wear? Deshaun Watson jersey and my what was it? I was going to wear a, a or something like that. Yeah, on the Wisconsin <laughs> Highway, mm-hmm. I something like that. I was mm-hmm. going to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had that one ready to go. I said, hey, listen, if the Jets get Deshaun Watson, I'll do it in five seconds. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I know, he, he, I, he and I are talking. I'm in a bed, bath, and beyond, and I'm talking. Yeah, about maybe, like, what maybe, the hell are you talking about? Maybe, maybe you have to walk to a massage parlor. Wait, wait, but you're wearing a dress and what? 
<laughs> I'm in Bed Bath and Beyond, and these people are like staring at me as I'm on the phone yelling at him about the Sean Watson. So, <laughs> thank you for remember uh, for reminding me about me having to wear a dress because I bet against the Chargers. <laughs> By the way, the Chargers still didn't make the playoffs. That they year. didn't. They didn't. But they uh, lost to the Chiefs at the end of the year. No, we'll, we'll talk more about these bets. We'll talk more about these bets. Actually, actually, snug. But by the way, the one that was worse was when I had to wear a Cowboys jersey. That was that was actually worse than wearing the dress. I'm not even kidding. Uh, why don't we go to a quick break? When we come back, I, I definitely want to get into the AFC. We'll go through all the AFC teams going into training camp, uh, their strengths and their weaknesses, and what do we think? Not we're not making our decisions on where these teams are going to be and what their records are going to be going into the uh, the season. But we're going to go into the woes and the problems that they're going to have this year and the strengths going into the season and where they can uh, absolutely be a Super Bowl contender here on the Sports Lab Mouths. You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is the Sports Loud Mouths. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Sports Loud Mouths. I'm your host, Daryl Marks. My co-host, Speedy Petey, and Mr. McGilla, Joshua Silverberg. Remember, you can call us at 631-965-4990. You can go to our website at www.worldwidesportsradio.com. Go to iOS, which is Apple, WWSRN or Android Worldwide Sports Radio Network. By the way, uh, I read what Josh posts up on the post. Scary, he likes to see men in dresses. No, I like to see people humiliate themselves. That's what I like to see. And uh, if they're going to make a bet and they want to cut their, you know, and put their... uh, their two cents into a bet. Well, you put your money where your mouth is. That's uh, that's the way I am. That's I the way I'm. Still hobbies, but that's besides the point. Hobbies to what? What are you talking about? Hobbies? What are you talking about? Men in dresses and like in the. That's not a hobby. What, what? What? That doesn't make. How's <laughs> that, knows that? How does that Speedy make that a right? hobby for Speedy. me? How does that make that a hobby for me when Speedy, it's a bet? What, what questions does Errol mostly ask you about doing what? Yes, a lot of weird ones. I know. Thank you. First of all, by the way, when I do those things, I try to be funny and I try to be it's funny and laid back. Time. If you don't download the Worldwide Sports Radio Network Snapchat, it's awesome. Watching Arrow just makes Speedy like so uncomfortable. If you, if you, guys, if you guys want to laugh and you want to see craziness, uh, just check out uh, Snapchat. Go look for the Worldwide Sports Radio or, or go look for Sports on the Go 1. Or sports on the go, you'll find it. Uh, it. It is funny. I do post up things. Uh, me and Speedy. I'm actually. I want to do a TikTok. I had a TikTok set up, and we haven't really done anything on TikTok. I think it would be great. It'd be a hit. Uh, me and Speedy, and sometimes Josh gets involved with it. It's it's funny. It's very very funny. Yes. Um. Anyways. Um. Remember, guys. Uh. You can call us at six three one nine six five four nine nine zero. All right, so I, I want to get into the AFC. You got music, right, Speedy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to get into the AFC uh, going into training camp, which is a week and a half away. It's it's crazy. Okay, so let's go through the AFC East. Josh, you're going to go first. I want you to tell us, uh, obviously from top to bottom, the strengths and the weaknesses of all these teams, and where do you see this team going into training camp, and uh, what are the what are the problems they're going to have, and what it's going to entail moving into the season. Okay, so for me, I'll start with the Buffalo Bills then. I mean, the Buffalo Bills, it's easy. I mean, obviously, Josh Allen had a really good year last year. He's getting into that top quarterback conversation, right? Is he fully there yet? I think he's 
peaking towards that standpoint. I mean, they have great weapons as well with Stefan Diggs. They have a nice running game. Sean, I mean, Sean McDermott is becoming one of the better coaches in the league, especially what he's done. Uh, and Brian Dabble, the job on the offensive side has been great. I'm, I'm amazed that nobody hired him as the head coach. I mean, everybody thought the Chargers job was a foregone conclusion. He was going to the L.A. Chargers, and I guess it just wasn't right. Their defense is still really good. I like it. They're, you know, I think... Obviously, uh, with Tredavious White and those guys, I mean, they still have really good, nice DBs. Um, you know, like I said, it, it all depends on the consistency with Josh Allen. I, th- I think you saw a good uptick with them from last year. Like I said, the, the, the cons, I guess, I guess sometimes with the defensive side as well, right? You, are they going to get enough with the pass rush and everything like that? Um, other than that, I mean, they, they're a very good team, Buffalo. They really are. They get Stephon Diggs. Their offensive line is okay as well. It's not the best. It's it's okay. So for the Bills, that's that. Um, with the Patriots, listen, the Patriots went on a freaking spending spree. Like nobody saw that coming. But again, it's we always talk about it, right? Arrow and Speedy, like LeBron James. Oh, he won't do what he did this year again for the second year in a row. Bill Belichick's going to make sure he doesn't miss the playoffs two years in a row with or without Tom Brady. That's not going to matter. Drafting Mac Jones. Uh, all the stuff. How much did they spend in free agency? I always 130? $130 million, yeah, including like Janu Smith. Janu Smith and my favorite player, Hunter Henry. Uh, <laughs> it was wonderful by them. Uh, like I said, the pros for the Patriots, they're going to get all their players back that they didn't have from COVID last year, which is a big asset for them. Um, I really think Mac Jones is going to do is going to do well in this system. I think this is a good spot for him. I think Cam Newton is going to start the year. And eventually they'll give it to Mac Jones unless Cam does well. I mean, it doesn't do well um, going forward, maybe by week three or four. Um, but I I can't imagine Cam having a complete fall off like he did last year. I mean, every after he got COVID, he kind of like everything kind of got screwed up. Um, I, I guess the cons for me are, are, I mean, they have some pretty nice weapons. They have a, a, a okay running game. It's just a matter of did the guy, did they spend their money wisely? Did the guys that they bring, brought in, were they the right signings for them? Um, is Stefan Gilmore going to still be that number one corner you expect? He was okay last year. Then he then he, he got hurt, right? That was a problem with injury. He got hurt year. and he struggled later in the season. But that also remember, he, he's injury. been in some trade rumors too. So he's yeah, not even be there. They're, yeah. trying dump his, they're trying to dump his contract. Right, Speedy. They're, that's exactly what they're doing. So for me, it's the Patriots. I, I mean, they're, they're right there in the conversation. Out of them. With the Dolphins, it's very simple. They're pros out there. A very young team. Devontae Parker, they brought over Wolf Fuller, which I thought was, I think, a nice high-risk, you know, kind of like a high-risk, high-reward kind of signing, one-year deal. You hope for the best. You know, he is going to be suspended with the first few games. Um, their defense is good. Brian Flores is one of the better coaches. I I know Errol and I are both very, and Speedy, I don't know if you are too, but we're both very big fans. Errol and I are Brian Flores. One of the best young coaches in, in football right now. He absolutely is. I, I love what they're doing on defense. I love the structure and the program they're building there in Miami. They have a nice offensive line. They're, good running. they're getting better with the running game. Listen, the con is Tua. What is he? We don't know what he is. Is Jacoby Brissett going to come in and take over? Jacoby Brissett is very capable of doing it. I believe they have a new offensive coordinator this year, if I'm not mistaken. So they got a new offensive coordinator because um, what's his name left again? Um, Who was the coordinator last year, Speedy? It was – wasn't he the old coordinator from the – for the offensive coordinator for the Jets? He was the head coach for the Bills. Oh, uh, yeah, Chan Gailey. Chan Gailey. Yep. Yeah, he retired. He left, so That's he's right. gone. Um, it's going to hurt Josh Allen, by the way. I mean, um, I'm sorry, not Josh Allen. Tua. Uh, Tua. It's going to hurt Tua. I yes. mean, it could. Because I mean, it like, worked for Fitzpatrick, and Tua was figuring things out. Now, all of a sudden, you change offensive coordinators with a rookie quarterback. I think that's going to hurt him. 
I mean, so, so, for, so for the Dolphins, it, it's basically they're a team. I think you could look at them as a sleeper to make the playoffs. I think I really believe that they are a talented team. It's just what, what can Tua do? And the Jets, it's very it, – it's they made almost all, all the noise it felt like in the AFC East draft-wise and um, not as much for AFC-wise as the Patriots did, but they were one of the noisier teams in, I guess, the offseason this year. They got the new quarterback in Zach Wilson. Nice offensive line now, something they completely retooled, which they really had to, bringing in Morgan Moses, drafting Elijah Vera Tucker. You still have um, Makai Becton over there. Connor McGovern is coming back. You hope Greg Van Roden does some good. Um, we'll see. The defense side, listen, that pass rush is going to be much better this year. With Carl Lawson, Sheldon Rankins, you got Quentin Williams, John Franklin Myers did a nice job. It's the You love this guy, John Franklin Myers. Let's see him do it. Uh, a second year, back to back years. I agree with you. Like I, 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 I just like what he did last year. So we'll see if he can build off of that. The only sure but, thing on that defense right now is Quinton Williams. That's it. Well, of course. I mean, that, that's a very fair assessment, and that's where I was going to get. And Marcus May, maybe. My, my, my con is the defense. It, it's the DBs and the linebackers. Other than CJ Mosley, and I know everybody's going to say, "Well, what about CJ Mosley?" Hasn't played in two years. Let's no, that's see. The thing. And, and it's a matter of are they putting too much. On his shoulders, we'll see. I mean, they drafted a lot. It's interesting. They drafted a lot of hybrid guys, right? Um, the Jets, I thought they went for a lot of um, versatility with the DBs turned linebacker kind of players. So we'll see. The de- the defensive backs, the corners are very, very low on the depth chart for the Jets right now. So we got to go to a division. So you guys got to kind of like, you know, move in a, some kind of pace. Don't drag this, you know. Go into the strengths and the weaknesses. Talk about the coaching. What the, You know what I'm saying? Don't go too far deep into everything where it just no, you know, I gets I'm, mishmash. I'm no, okay. I'm done. That's it. Speedy, what about you? Right, the before, AFC? before we get to that, I'll just read some of the comments. Sam says the Bills can't run the ball. That's a major flaw, and they won't advance anywhere until they become a two-dimensional team. Jeff says they're one get referring to the Patriots, one player back from COVID, but that's okay. not true. And Jets will still blow, so there's something yeah, that'll say the same as last year. Snuck says, I wonder if the Jets will have an outbreak of mono. Sam says CJ Mosley don't get too excited. And Darnold will hang. Jeff says Darnold will hang fifty-two on the Jets opening week. All right, I'll start with Miami. I'll put money. I'll bet you on that, Jeff. I'll, I'll bet you on that, Jeff. I'll, I'll start with Miami. Josh, you mentioned the receivers. There are definitely a lot of question marks with those receivers. With Fuller, could he stay healthy? Same thing with Devontae Parker. They still got Alan Hearns there, and then Jalen Waddle too. He just had it coming off a big injury. Uh, their defense is very well coached. Uh, their talent in the front seven definitely got better. I like the move for Broderick McKinney. They re-signed Jerome Baker, so they got some talent there, and I think. Arguably the best secondary in football, what they have with Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, and Eric Rose played well with them. They brought in Jason McCourty. So they got a lot of good I mean, pieces. Xavier Howard's here for now, right, Speedy? For now, yeah. I, I haven't heard anything else. Two weeks ago, they were talking about the I'll take him. I'll take him. Oh, yeah. You, you guys will take him in a heartbeat. That's for sure. Uh, you guys, but, they're not my team. The Jets aren't my team. I don't own them. Oh. I mean, I'm a fan. But... <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, the Dolphins, like you were saying, Josh, they're probably right on the fringe of that wild card type team. Uh, the Patriots, they should be better. I can't imagine they'd be any worse from last year. They're getting a lot of guys back. And like Josh was saying, I don't think Cam Newton could be any worse than he was last year. Mac yes, Jones, he can. Mac Jones, when, when, will he, when will he start could be an interesting question. I still don't really like the receiver contracts they gave out. I thought they overpaid for Aguilar and Bourne and guys like that. But they're definitely going to be better than last year, and their defense should be better than last year too. And it looks like we, have, we got Jeff. How do you know we have Jeff? Because we're talking about the Patriots. Well, I don't know how you know how we have callers, but go ahead, Jeff. Yeah, it's it's fun when I say the Patriots are one player from COVID, and then you butt in like you know something, and you go, that's not true. Here's the Patriots' uh, COVID list from last year. Marcus Cannon, well, he's a Texan. Patrick Chung, he retired. Okay, they're getting Dante Hightower back. Marquise Lee cut, Najee Torrin cut, Danny Vitale cut, 
Matt Lacoste cut. I count one guy they're getting back from COVID. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, first of all, Jeff, you're saying they kept – last year they had seven guys out from COVID. They did not play. I understand they went to different teams, but he wasn't wrong. They're getting guys back. Maybe they're not they're on the team. Getting, all right, all right, all right, all right, Jeff. But, all right, but Jeff. It's not even, it's not even a, it's not even right, a minuscule guy. It's still a pretty big guy with Dante Hightower back, too. Got Jeff. Sorry. No, no, no. He said uh, you, they're getting a pretty good guy back anyways. Dante Howard, uh, Hightower is a big part Hightower, of their defense. No, no doubt. Hightower's a pretty good player, but he, oh, he he's coming off of like every year he's got like a torn pec or torn bicep or torn whatever. He's injury prone and he's getting older. So we, Andy just had a year off, so we don't know what kind of player he's going to be. But I count one guy they're getting back. Tell me I'm wrong. No, obviously now you're showing me the, the, the roster. But last year there were seven guys that did, that actually sat out for the season. Right, they're no longer right, Jeff. They're no longer right, uh, but, Patriots. Fine, you're right, but, Jeff. You're right, right but Jeff. You don't get, but you don't get to go, oh, they're getting a bunch of guys back to the COVID list. No, they're not. All right, so I, before Speedy finishes oh, his I'm, assessment. So I mess up on the guys who gave up. Before Speedy finishes his assessment. Actually, Speedy, finish your assessment. All right, I'm done, I want to know Jeff's I'm, assessment I'm with the with, AFC. Uh, yeah, I, I finished the Dolphins. The Patriots, like I said, I, I, their defense will definitely be better for sure. I think they could have used a little more with their pass rush, but their secondary should still be strong, and Belichick will get that, that defense going with the platoons uh, for sure. That was really all for the Patriots. As for Buffalo, you guys mentioned it all pretty much. Um, I, they have the best roster in this division. They have really not a lot of weaknesses. They had a great draft. I love the pass I do rushes. not believe they have the best roster in this division. Really? No. Wow. Go ahead. All right. I think their pass rush got a lot better. They really doubled up on it in this draft. I think they had a very good draft. I, I disagree with you, Sam. I'm a, I think their running game should be a little better than it was last year. I like Zach Moss as a player. He just had trouble staying healthy. Devin Singletary was very good for them in 19. I'll give them that chance. I think they'll limit Josh Allen's running a little more, too. I don't think it'll be 13-3 again, but they should be still the best team in this division. And, in, and the Jets, I, we've said it for a while, they're improved in a lot of areas. That secondary is still kind of concerning, but their front seven is very good. The best interior defensive tackle duo in the league with Rankins and Williams if they're both healthy, and their offense is definitely going to be a lot better for sure. So that's it for me. All right, Jeff, uh, why don't you give us your assessment on the AFC East? I would like to know. For, for me, it's a top half. And-, and remember, this isn't from, from what we think they're going to be this year. Just going into the, uh, obviously, training camp, where do you see these teams, their strengths and their weaknesses, and what, what could we see the growth of this, these teams as training, training camp progresses? Yeah, I mean, you know, for the Bills, their strength is going to be on offense, but only in the passing game. They don't have anyone running the football. Until Zach Moss or Devin Singletary can prove they can run the football, they are a one-dimensional football team. And that's not all that great. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and I don't think that they got better in the passing game. I don't think Emmanuel Sanders is an upgrade over John Brown. I don't. I agree I, with I, you I on that, see, too. I, I, don't, I don't see how that's an upgrade. Their defense, okay, yeah, probably pretty good. You know, they, they're always going to play some pretty good defense. But I don't think that they win the division. I think the Patriots will, will win the division. Mm. They improved the most on defense. I don't know who's going to score in the Patriots. They built a bomb squad on defense. The problem with the Patriots is as long as they have Cam Newton on the roster, I am not a believer in this team going deep into the playoffs. Cam Newton stinks out loud. Awful. Okay, and the other teams? Uh, I actually think that the Jets will finish uh, third in this division because I think Miami's a last-place football team. Huh. Okay. They, they, they made some cuts on defense. They cut, cut like, out of nowhere. You're going to sign Kyle Van Noy to $60 million and cut him after one year. They're not getting better on defense, and I don't think they're getting any better on offense because Tua can't throw the football. 
Huh. You can't like. There's a reason why when it came to winning time and two minutes left in the game, they would take Tua out for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Hmm. Tua is not a winning quarterback. That's interesting. Um, okay, uh, as far as the, the AFC East, I think the Bills have a very good roster. They, they have no running game. Jeff is right. They haven't gotten better in that position, which you would think that they would have, especially with all, they, they had, what, eight or nine draft picks this year? None of them were, in the first three rounds, none of them were running backs. Uh, that's a huge problem. They, they didn't bring any free agents that really could solidify that running game. So I think as well as they played last year, I don't trust Josh Allen in the big game either. Now, Josh Allen is an elite quarterback. He proved last year he could be an elite quarterback. But in the big game when he put under pressure, we haven't seen Josh Allen really come out and stand out like we've seen other quarterbacks do. Patrick Mahomes do. Even Russell Wilson when he was a rookie, what he's done. So Josh Allen has to prove himself. As far as the rosters are concerned, the best roster in this division is the Patriots. Jeff isn't wrong. Uh, Cam Newton is something that definitely worries me. Uh, I I love Cam Newton. But last year, even with the weapons that he didn't have, I don't know if Cam Newton could throw the ball. I don't know if Cam Newton could stand in the pocket and 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 have that you know have that stance and get that ball out of, out of his hands quicker than uh, than we've seen over the last couple of years with the Carolina Panthers. I, I think that the Patriots they added the the tight end uh, talent that they added in the offseason, which makes them better if they can stay healthy. You have two elite tight ends on your team. Uh, they have wide receivers. They they added some wide receivers in the offseason as well, even in the draft. I think the Patriots are stacked the defensively like. Jeff said their defense is stacked. Uh, they're going to be very hard to score against, uh, especially in a secondary, which is one of the best. Sec- they've been one of the best secondaries in football for the last five years. So, and Stephon Gilmore will have a new contract in a week. I, I agree too. I don't think he's going anywhere. And I heard that he just bought a new house in, in New England. So he, he didn't. He just moved back into his old. Oh, house did he? Oh, I, I read right. something. I read something that he was. Uh, yeah, he, he took his house off the market. He put his house on the market last year. But uh, you know, Errol. Uh, you know how I seem to know things. Mm. Wait, one week he'll have a new contract. I, I think the Patriots are the best talented roster in this division. As far as the Dolphins are concerned, I don't trust two. I don't trust them. I think they can run the ball. I think they have a very good running game. I think their defense definitely got weaker. Jeff is right. They lost significant defensive pieces in the offseason. They, they had Van Noy. I thought Van Noy was a big part of their defense last year. And then all of a sudden they decided to, to, to waive him and get rid of him. And now he's a Patriot. It, did, it didn't make any sense why they did that. Um, and, and especially the way they played in the second half of the season as far as defensive is concerned. Um, they added some offensive help, obviously, in the draft. They added a wide receiver that matches up with Tua, but if Tua can't get him the ball, what does it matter who's the wide receiver on that team? Okay, They have a very good tight end, too. So who who's going to be a free agent this year, which I don't believe they're going to be able to sign after this year as well. So I, I think the Dolphins are definitely going to take a step back this year because I don't trust Tua. Uh, they're definitely not a playoff team. As far as the Jets are concerned, they're going to be a lot better than they were last year. How much better, we don't know. This offensive line is definitely going to make noise. If they can run the ball, if, if Morgan Moses could stay healthy and Mekhi Beckler could stay healthy, they're going to be able to run behind this line. So they're going to be able to do that play-action pass where it can open up the field for Zach Wilson. Some of these wide receivers are going to have to show up. Corey Davis is going to have to show up. Something I don't know if he's the number one wide receiver. Jamison Crowder is going to want a new big contract at the end of the season. Maybe not with the Jets, with another team. Denzel Mims has got to get off that second, that second team roster. And obviously they added some players and Cole and all these other guys to this team, which they've looked good so far in practice. What could they do in a full game? That's what I want to see. And they're running games. Uh, they added Coleman. They added, obviously, Michael Carter Jr. 
I, I want to see what these guys could do in the open field because P. Ryan, last year, I know it was Adam Gase. He didn't look good. And I want to see what this defense is all about in a 4-3. Uh, we know what Quentin Williams is going to be. Uh, he's going to be a beast of a man. Rankins has got to stay healthy. Lawson's got to play in a 4-3 defense, which he's never played in a 4-3 defense when he's coming from a 3-4 defense. All these what-ifs. Marcus May needs to sign a contract. And the secondary, we don't know who the number one uh, corner is going to be on this team. So the Jets, the Jets are a what-if team. Uh, going into the season. But as training camp progresses, we'll see what this team is, and we'll probably know where this team's going to be uh, one way or another sometime uh, going into the regular season. So that that is the AFC East in my eyes. Um, AFC North. Who's going first? You. Yeah. You're first. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. I thought it was going to let maybe Jeff go first. All right, fine. All right, so I guess I'll start with the Baltimore Ravens. To me, the pros with the Ravens are, listen, getting Rashad Bateman in the draft. I love it. You get another weapon for Lamar Jackson. Love the running game still going on with um, um, defense. They 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 did they lost the um, – who's the linebacker they lost to? Uh, Judon. Matthew Judon. They lost Judon to uh, New England. But you know how Baltimore is. They always replenish, rego. Their defensive backs are good. The only thing, of course, that concerns me is um, – is when it, it's not even in the regular season. It's really when it gets to the playoff time. It's what can Lamar Jackson How do? about health? That's concerning with them. Baltimore has not always. stayed healthy uh-huh. at all for the last four years. As talented as they, they are. That's the thing, though. They always find a way, depth-wise. They always have so much depth. that They always are able to get round off 11 wins, 12 wins. Does that help you in the playoffs? playoffs? Depth don't help you in the playoffs. I understand that, but like I said, it's all about with injuries and staying consistent. With the Steelers, listen, I think there's a lot of Concerned with the Steelers. They're gonna stink. They're That's gonna what's gonna be, happen. Uh, their defense is. I love TJ Watt. I, I I think. Listen, their defense. It concerns me a lot. Ben Roethlisberger to me. Shoot, man, he's the reason they collapsed last year. I mean, he was so inconsistent. It was outrageous. Um, the Steelers to me. I, I I'm very concerned. They're on the downward spiral. They still don't have their quarterback of the future on their roster. They got a good running back. They do. They have a good running back yeah, that's going to be able got, to run the um, ball. They, yeah, they got the kid from Alabama. Harris. I mean, you mm-hmm. you better hope that he – you take a first-round pick on a kid like that, you better hope that he's good. Um, everything, the Bengals, by the way, see. everything I've read uh, from the Pittsburgh Tribune uh, has said the kid looks beastly and he actually lost some weight. So uh, that's good news for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just don't know if you're going to put all the pressure on a kid, uh, a running back, a rookie season. But he's looked good and he actually lost – I think they said they lost, he lost 10 pounds. That's nice. That is actually a lot of weight right before training camp, too, no less. You look at the look. The Bengals are just trying to build. You got Joe Burrow there, Jamar Chase. They draft the Chase. They were former teammates at LSU, so you hope that connection is still there. Um, there's a long way to go. I am not completely sold on the head coach um, at all. Um, I actually didn't think they were going to keep him after this year. Um, but we'll see going forward. The Bengals are still a very much a rebuilding team. And then the Browns, listen, the Browns are a Super Bowl contender, which is very weird to say, right? Like yeah. they have so many they have so much talent, it's outrageous. That they they should they should win the division, the Browns. Now will they? I don't know. The con to me is Baker Mayfield. What Baker Mayfield are we getting? Are we gonna get one that's strongest for five or six games, or are we gonna get one that does really well for seven or eight games in a row and rounds off a couple players of the week? We don't know. To me, Baker Mayfield is the key to the success of this team. The defense is still Good to me. I mean, look. I, now, remember, I'm not asking you where you think they're going to be. We're going into training. No, no, I know camp. you're not. I'm, I'm giving you, know, you pros and cons. Yeah. I'm giving you both. It's, you know, the defense to me is still 
Uh, you know, like I said, it was good last year. I think they got you. I believe they got. Um, did they get? The, were the ones that got you, David yes. Clowney? Were they not? Yes. So that's going to help them bearing a force injury. So to me, I think the Browns should win the division. All right. Before I go, I'll read the comments. Sam said Jeff nailed it. Buffalo cannot become a run a dominate team until they can run the football. Evan says so. Cam Newton is horrendous, but they're winning the division. But because Tua sucks after six games, they're finishing in last. Sam says, "Yeah." And how is Cam Newton leading? Here's the reason why. By the way, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut in and and answer that question. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Patriots have, first of all, uh, I believe Mac Jones, who's going to probably get the job one way or another sometime in the middle of the season. They can run the ball and they have weapons on all sides of the ball. I don't trust. Besides, besides um, the kid that they drafted from uh, Alabama, um, what's Damian his name? Harris? No, no, I'm talking about Miami. Oh, Waddle. Waddle. Besides Waddle and and Parker, who do they really and 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 the tight end? Tzicky. It's really Tzicky and Waddle. I don't trust Parker because he can't stay healthy. Besides those two guys, what do they have? What does Miami have? Okay. And, and they don't have nearly as much talent around, especially with the offensive side mm-hmm. of the ball, right. as the Patriots do. So don't even try to compare and contrast the Patriots to Miami. There is no comparison to both of them. Snug says the Bills are quietly re-signing Thur- Thurman Thomas to be a starter for them next season. Shh. Evan says the Dolphins cut Van Noy because he stinks. They cut him because not a single team wanted him. Van Noy is an average player. They expected him to take a leap. He did not. <laughs> Goodbye. Snug says he could help sign the juice who to a said, contract. Who said that? Did they watch Kyle Van Noy play the last three years? <laughs> That's what I just started giggling. It's Josh's about. brother, Jeff. <laughs> That's not true. Did, 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 who, I mean, what is he watching Kyle Van Noy was the leader of that. By the way, Dolphins defense last year, very, very good. Very good defense. Plug that into that. Plug that into that. And Kyle Van Noy was the leader of that defense. Go back a year earlier. I don't know. Kyle Van Noy was the linchpin into beating the Rams in that Super Bowl. How many times did he knock down Jared Goff? Who says Kyle Van Noy can't play? They should have their eyes gouged out because they don't deserve to watch football. <laughs> I, I When he said Kyle Van Noy is dating, first of all, I, first of all, he got $60 million. And in the second half of the season, Van Noy played very well. Okay, Maybe not in the first half, but in the second half, he was a big part of the reason why Miami played as well as they did. So I, I disagree with you, Evan. Uh, Evan says Van Ginkle was a more impactful player than Van Noy in half the snaps. Remember the head coach that caught him. Sam says Pittsburgh is not going to stink. It's the Steelers. Their defense is fantastic, and now they have a running back that will take the pressure off an older number seven. Snug says, well, living in Pittsburgh has got to find plenty of ways to throw those 10 pounds. Always start at a Primanti Bros. Snug says Pittsburgh also has some good pierogies. And Sam says Clowney is a scrub, biggest money grabber in the league. And Kyle Van Noy is uh, is a scheme fit. He isn't worth any of that $60 million. Mm. All right, I'll start with the Bengals. Yeah, yeah, I know. He's a scheme fit. So he played for Belichick in a great team. And then, oh, by the way, he went to go play for Flores who worked under Belichick in the same scheme. So that's what he is worth the money because it works in that scheme. How's that? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So like, like you were saying, Josh, the Bengals uh, kind of rebuilding right now. They'll be better than they were last year probably, but it's going to be very hard in this division. Their defense did improve in the front seven, but that secondary is atrocious now. They lost a lot of corners in the offseason. Jesse Bates is still a very good safety, but you're trusting. They lost should... their best pass rusher too. They replaced him with Trey Hendrickson, who's kind of similar. Oh, Come on. I don't think he's better than Lawson, but I don't think he's far behind. And he had, a, he had a nice year last year for the Saints. But, yeah, they have a bunch of kind of second-tier passers. The corners are what concerns me, though. You're trusting uh, Chidobe Awuje and Eli Apple. Oh, God. Good luck with that. So, yeah, the, the Bengals will still be rebuilding. Uh, the Ravens, like Errol was saying, very injury-prone team. It's all mental with them. They have all the talent in the world. It's all mental with them because their defense has blown a lot of games in the playoffs. And as we were mentioning yesterday, Lamar Jackson in the playoffs has been absolutely terrible. So that's, it's make or break for them with them because they're, they're 
there's a lot of guys coming up with contracts. Can I just cut year. in for a second? Yeah. I'm reading yeah. what Evan is saying. Xavier Howard, Byron Jones. Byron Jones stinks. Okay, he stinks. He comes from the Cowboys. Xavier Howard, I love him. I think he's one of, if not the best corner in the league, second or third best corner in the league. I think he's better than Jalen Ramsey. He's more consistent. Yeah, but- he has better numbers. So, yeah, but don't just don't discount the fact that everything like blossoms when it leaves the Cowboys and everything goes to the Cowboys. <laughs> Byron Jones so, stinks. Like, he stinks. I can't. Stink. Byron I'm Jones probably played at a similar level though, Jeff. Of uh, course, listen, of course, I'm, he's been. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, name someone that doesn't play better away from the Cowboys. Everybody does. Name someone that put, name someone that lives up to their potential when they are with the Cowboys. N- nobody. <laughs> so. So listen, when he names Byron Jones, like he could be very, he very well could be right about that. Everything thrives away from the Cowboys. Mm. All right, going back to the Ravens, the defense, all the secondary depth in the world. Their pass rush, like you were saying, Josh, there's a little concerning. They drafted a king, Owe, a kid, Owe, in the first round this year, but yeah, it's definitely concerning. But the scheme will still help a little bit. And the offense, again, we get, they got the receivers. Can Lamar Jackson finally put together with those receivers? I mean, we know they have Rashad Bateman to that right. core. I we mean, know worse. Is Rashad Bateman going to be a number one type right away? Is another question. But, uh, yeah, th- that's the main like thing with them lot, and just the in the playoffs. It's all mental with them. As for the Steelers, I agree with Errol. I think they're going to take a, a big step back this year. I think they're, they're not going to be like a five-win team like I, like I think Errol may, maybe thinks or something I like that. Say, okay, I didn't I was, say five-win team. Okay, all right. But they're not going to be that bad, but they're going to be more in the average front. I see them more like They're going to win seven, eight games. Yeah, seven, eight games, exactly. But I'm not talking – we're not talking way, about that. We're going into training camp, and what are their weaknesses? The pros and the cons even, going into spring tra- uh, so, training really camp. Quick, Offense – Okay. But, but even so, with the Steelers, if they, if, even if they, and I know we're not doing it, even if they were to win seven games and steal it and steal a country, that's a complete flop and disappointment. Oh, Pittsburgh huge, is huge. not winning nine or ten games. Huge, yeah. Uh, so the offensive line is definitely concerning. They lost to Castro. And their tackles are definitely getting older. There are a lot of their young guys played overperformed for them last year, but struggled in the second half of the season after they were had that undefeated start. Uh, Najee Harris is definitely a better runner than anything that they, they that they have, so that'll help it a little bit. But it's I'm, the only I'm, bright spot going into the right, season. That's the only thing I really think is going to be a difference maker. The defense, I think, is and they're wide concerning. The defense is concerning. Minka Fitzpatrick is the only good player in that secondary. I don't really trust anybody else right now. And the loss of Bud Dupree, even though he was injury prone, is something that could hurt them. You, it, it hurt T.J. Watt when he got Where hurt. Where did Dupree go? Anyway. Tennessee, and he got badly overpaid. So $21 million a year or something like that for, <clears throat> to be a number one type pass rusher. But they don't have much beyond that. To, uh, to it, Hayward are fine up front, but that's really it. And the Browns, I actually think now with all the depth they added on defense, could be the best team in this division. They have all the talent in the world on they offense. They be the best team in this division. They have all the talent in the world on offense with the best running back duo in football. Receivers are very good. Offensive line was the best in football last year. And their defense is now getting getting very good. They added John Johnson. They added Troy Hill in that secondary. They're getting a lot of players back that were hurt last year. Jadavian Clowney, whether he's a he's a second tier pass rusher, they don't need him to be the number one guy. They also got tackled. All right, we're not going. We're not going into the season. Do you understand that? I didn't we're, say anything about the season. Yeah, but you're, you are. You, we're talking about. Let's go into training camp. I want to know their strengths, their weaknesses. That's it. I don't know why we're going into this. They got a lot of pass rush depth now to add to to add to Miles Garrett, who was a defensive player of the year candidate last year. So I think. This defense is now well-rounded in addition to being star-powered as well. So I definitely think they could be the best team in this division with a lot of good depth, too, if they if their guys get Best hurt. team in this division. We're not talking about the going into the season. We're talking about going to training camp and what's the pros and the cons and what do we think some, some players that are that they brought into the team could change the, uh, the team going into the regular season 
as, maybe as a Super Bowl contender. That's it. I don't know why you guys are going into the season. Well, I think they're going to win nine games. We're not talking about that. Yeah, but you know what? But people are responding to the conversation. That's though. fine. But that's we're not talking about that. Season is two months away. We're not talking about there, there could be a lot no, changing. I mean, there a, could be a lot. Josh, can I speak for a second? I have not spoken at all. Okay? Uh, there there could be a lot of changes in two weeks after training camp starts. And could be the, se- the season could be over for these teams. So we, you cannot talk about the season until training camp starts and we see where these teams and some of these players are anyways jeff your turn yeah yeah i you know when you when you talk about the afc north i can't think of a division more predicated uh, you know the future of all four teams is all predicated on where the quarterbacks are going like completely will baker mayfield uh you know spread the ball around when when odell beckham out the uh when out when out the browns got better somehow well that's because he stopped trying to force the ball to odell now that odell's back is Baker going to have the same attitude? Is he going to force it in there, or is he going to spread it around? That's how that team's going to success is going to be based on. Ben Roethlisberger keeps getting fatter, so I don't see how that's going to get better, right? You know, is is Burrow going to be healthy, right? And Lamar Jackson is he going to learn how to throw the football? I can't name another division where I think all four teams their how they you know their success is going to be solely predicated on the quarterback, basically, because the Ravens, the Steelers, the Bengals, you know, all these teams, they all play good defense. It's a division that's noted for playing good defense. I think with all four teams, I think it just comes down to quarterback play. See, that's, that's what I'm asking you guys. Exactly the way he put it. Uh, and not going into the season and all that other stuff. Just go through the teams, their strengths, their weaknesses, and what what could we see a training camp that could change? As far as the Steelers are concerned, uh, I think Najee Harris is the only bright spot going into a training camp. As far as the quarterback play, I don't know what Ben's going to be this year. I don't know how, how healthy he's going to stay this year. And those wide receivers that we saw last year going into the season and how well they played throughout the season, they bring back their, their veteran wide receiver for a one-year $15 million contract or something like that, or $5 million contract. Um, this team is stacked with wide receivers. But is Ben Roethlisberger actually healthy that can get the ball to them? And are they going to be able to run the ball with this offensive line uh, being weakened this offseason, losing some players on that offensive line, which has been one of their strengths? As far as the Ravens are concerned, Lamar Jackson. That's the concern going into the season. Is Lamar Jackson the guy? Are, is he worth the $160, $170 million that he's, he's going to be demanding uh, after this season? And also... This defense, this defense last year was one of, going into the season was one of the top defenses in the league everybody was talking about. And what happened? Injuries happened, and, and, and this defense fell apart in the second half of the season, second half of the season. And then going into the playoffs, they didn't play very, very well. And the Browns, they have added the most talent out of all this team, uh, out of all the teams in their division. On paper, at, for the last three or four years on paper, they have the most talent in that division. They really do. I mean, look at the team from top to bottom, even special teams. Talented. But problem with them is Baker Mayfield. Could you trust Baker Mayfield in the big game? We saw him do it last year against Kansas City in the uh, in the Super Bowl, uh, not Super Bowl, in the playoffs. He sh- they could have won that game if that, that trick played in happen with Kansas City. But again, Odell Beckham, now that Odell Beckham's coming into the lineup, is there going to be problems with the whole rest of the squad? Landry getting the ball, all these things. Odell Beckham always seems to want and demand the ball when he's on the field. That could be a big problem moving forward going into training camp. And the Bengals, it's all about Joe Burrows. If Joe Burrow stays healthy, this team will be able to ride on his shoulders. If they don't, 
I don't think they have much of anything. Now, Chase, uh, they added um, Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase, who gives them a, a, somebody to look at and, and get them the ball uh, I, or catch the ball. The question with this team is uh, solidify this offensive line. Did they solidify this offensive line? And is this offensive line going to be able to protect Joe Burrows and give him enough time to throw in the pocket? That is, in my thoughts, going into training camp with the AFC North. AFC West. AFC West, the Raiders, I'll start with them. Uh, it's a matter of defensively. They, I don't think they got enough. Offensively, you still have Derek Carr there, but I think they're still at the bottom of the barrel, especially their draft. Uh, their drafting was very questionable. Chargers, to me, I think Justin Herbert's going to take another big step forward. They have enough on offense. Uh, defensively, too, with Joey Bosa there. It's all around it, and it's also a matter of clutch clutch this with them but to me i think they have a very talented team going into training camp the chiefs listen super bowl contenders when you have patrick mahomes on that team doesn't matter with anything else their offensive line they solidified it which was a huge aspect for them and then i'm missing one more you got broncos who was it broncos thank you the broncos it's quarterback they don't have a quarterback on this roster that could bring this team to over Aaron rogers mm. he's not there yet do you think he's got he's heading there no i do not I think Green Bay's going to let him sit out. So, to me, that's, that's it with the Broncos. I think uh, they have the great players. Offensively, they have some nice players. they got no quarterback. So, Such that's... a dumb organization. They really are a dumb organization. The Green Bay Packers are dumb. Okay? See, that answered it quick. <laughs> right. oh, that was good. That was good. That's all I want to know. We can, as the season progress, as training camp progresses, then we can really get into what we see these teams going to be this year. We don't know who's going to be healthy. Who's going to stay on the team? Are they going to keep them on the roster? Remember, there's. I, I think it's. It's. I think there's more people you can have on the roster this year. Was it fifty eight? Or 56 or something 54. Like I think they only added one person. One more person. So okay. so that it could be a bigger roster. So you don't know who's going to stay healthy and how, how strong these teams are going to be. So that's all I'm saying. All right, I'll start with the Raiders. Uh, they definitely got a little better on defense, but yeah, it's still a lot of question marks. They brought in Casey Hayward to help out that secondary, which I think is a nice move, assuming he can stay healthy, though, because he's one of the most injury-prone corners in the league. Yannick Ngakwe, I thought, was one of the best contracts that offseason, but they, their young players have not progressed well. Corey Littleton struggled his first year there, so a lot of questions on defense. And the biggest one, obviously, is the offensive line. They purged so many offensive linemen this offseason. Derek Carr is already injury-prone. That's, that's going to be a lot of trouble for him. And for the running backs, they spent a ton of money on Kenyon Drake to go with Josh Jacobs, and now you have no offensive line to work with. I think it's going to be a very average type uh, offensive attack, not like what we're used to with the Raiders. For the Broncos, it depends on who the quarterback is because their offensive skill players are great. Their offensive line is serviceable. It's not amazing, but it's serviceable. Defense, they got a lot of good pieces in that secondary, bringing in Fuller, bringing in Sertan, re-signing Justin Simmons. Their pass rush is a little concerning because Bradley Chubb is an Von Miller, when he's healthy, is really all they got. But their middle of the, the rest, middle and the rest of their defense is good. The Chargers, they got a lot of talent on that roster. They're getting Derwin James back. They still have a lot of talent in that secondary. They lost Denzel Perriman, but still have some other talented young linebackers. They drafted very well the last three years. And offensively, they brought in Corey Lindsley, who's a big, imp- a big improvement for their offensive line. They still got uh, Balaga. When he's healthy, he's still very good. And Justin Herbert, he's a rookie of the year for a reason. The only thing that concerns me is Austin Eckler as a runner, as a pure runner, because he's a great pass-catching back, good fantasy option. But beyond that, he, he did not show he was a good runner. So that's the Chargers. And for the Chiefs, they're definitely different. They brought in some new faces. They cut two tackles, but they brought in Orlando Brown Who and Joe Tooney. Yeah, they, they made some definitely some big upgrades. Defensively, they had a lot of young players that played well last year. Their linebacking core is still a little questionable, and their run defense as a whole has always been a weakness for the Chiefs, but their pass defense has still been strong. But they lost Kendall Fuller, though, too. So will they be able to replace that? It's going to be a lot of... 
a lot of things to juggle for Steve Spagnuolo, and we know Patrick Mahomes and the, that offense. We know. How By the way, jo- Josh, I want to know what your brother thinks about these divisions, and same thing with Sam. So, what what you guys think? You can write it down, and we'll actually read it off. So, yeah, you, it's you, fine. Gonna, I, I, mean, I would love to hear their thoughts. Up, um, with Ngakwe, speak. You brought up. Ngakwe. I brought up Ngakwe. Sign them. Signing him contract for, for two he, two years, twenty six million. That's pretty. Though. Okay, he, he struggled last year, but he's still well rounded, and he struggled mightily been, on two organizations. Yeah, because he's learning. A, he was learning a new scheme with the Ravens. He didn't fit a three-four type defense. He was more of a four-three guy with Jacksonville. Yeah, but the thing about it is, even not even last year, it was even the year before he didn't have the best numbers. Even the year before in Jacksonville. Yeah, I'm, again, we're not saying he's a top ten type pass but rusher, but I don't, I don't, I don't think thirteen million dollars a year for him is, a, is, is. I think it's a good contract. That's fine. I just think you know, I just think he's an overrated guy. Just... Jeff, what are your thoughts? I mean, it's just stunning to watch these two knuckleheads talk about shit that doesn't matter. It's just unreal. Like, unless Aaron Rodgers is coming to this division, it's the Chiefs, mile, mile, who cares? The Raiders don't matter. They don't have enough. The Chargers, they don't have enough. Who cares? It's all down to Aaron Rodgers. Otherwise, it's the Chiefs in a runaway. So what does it matter? Mm. To be fair, Jeff, I just answer the question. That's it. That's fine. And I, and you have every right to, to, to spit out your opinion. I understand. And Jeff Jeff is right. It, it is the Chiefs to lose this div- in this division. I think the Chargers are going to be a little bit better okay, going into. win the division by a mile. I think the Chargers going into training camp, uh, it's going to be interesting what Justin Herbert is going to be. Uh, in his second year, I uh, he was fantastic last year. Let's see how much better he's going to be this year and a progression uh, as as a quarterback uh, with a new. A uh, new coach now and a new offensive scheme. That's gonna. It's definitely gonna hurt his growth, Justin Herbert's growth, uh, because he, he played in one scheme. He's gonna play in a completely different scheme this year. So that now he's gonna have to learn that in the, in the beginning of uh, training camp. Also, uh, the Chargers last year had a lot of problems with health. That's gonna be a huge problem this year. Uh, they have some good wide receivers. Uh, a lot of them can't stay healthy, and and everybody keeps thinking that this is the Chargers' year. Well, we'll see what happens in training camp and some of the acquisitions that they've made in the off season. It's they did never get better. The Chargers' year, it's yeah. Never the Chargers Thank you, Jeff. Year. It's, it's it's the Chiefs and nothing. Their offensive line got better. The Chargers' offensive line got better. So, long, and so did the Chiefs' offensive we, line. How long have we heard the Chargers are going to be good? The last thirty years. Oh, this is going to be the year. Oh, they're going to be good. What happens? They shit the bed every first round of the playoffs. To which I respond to, they're the least clutch team in football. They're terrible. And let's be real here: the Chiefs have grown into one of the better offensive lines now in football. Well, that's what they did. I know. We've heard that line before. Yeah. Oh, they took a weakness and they said, "Okay, that's it, done." Well, hold on one second. We we again, we don't know what this line's going to be this year. We don't know if this line's going to stay healthy. Well, we don't know if they're going to stay healthy. Okay, so that that's something that you, you, I know Brown and I know Thune and all the, the acquisitions that they've made this year, it does look good on paper. But just because it looks good on paper does Orlando not Brown mean stuck, that it could it, it could cause uh, problems moving into the season. That was a great trade for the Chiefs, by the way, getting Orlando Brown. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. They're going to have to sign him at the end of the season. He's going to want a lot of money. I don't know that's if they're going to be able to afford him. a great trade. Though. I don't know if they're going to be able to afford him. So uh, maybe for one year it's a great move uh, as far as moving forward. I don't know. Anyways, I, I think uh, I think the Chiefs are definitely far and along the better team. I think Oakland. I think Oakland is interesting, especially with some of the acquisitions they've made in the offseason. Going into trading camp, there's some things that really stand out to me. The secondary, they were very weak last year in the secondary, and their offensive line that's gotten better. 
but also got weaker in this offseason. So uh, they lost Brown. He goes back to the Patriots. Uh, there's just so many things that really stand out to me with the Raiders. And, yes, they've been – and in Nagagwe. It, it was a great contract. Um, this defense is horrible, okay? It's horrible. So I, I don't know how much better Nagagwe is going to make the Raiders' defense. As far as the Broncos are concerned, it's either Rodgers or die. Okay, because Teddy Bridgewater going into the season training camp, uh, he's coming into a new offense. And Teddy Bridgewater, who I think is the better quarterback out of him and Locke, um, it's going to take him a little a little while to figure out these players. Locke played with these players uh, last season to a full season. So Locke is definitely got one step over Teddy Bridgewater. But we'll see. Teddy Bridgewater is the veteran. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is the better quarterback. So it's going to be very interesting um, going into the uh, training camps uh, with this team. But the two teams that really stick out to me uh, going into in the AFC this year, um, good and bad. Um, the Steelers, in a bad way. In a good way, out of all these teams, and I'm going to say this, and I, I hate to say this, it doesn't give me anything. By the way, we have, we have, we we do have the AFC South to go, but uh, the other two, the other team that really stands out to me is the Patriots because uh, the Patriots are that much better with all the acquisitions they made. Say now they it louder for the people in the back. The Patriots, uh, they yeah, say it louder. <laughs> I don't have to say it. They are uh, the Patriots, and I, I hate the Patriots. By the way, everybody knows I hate the Patriots, so. They, they uh, built a squad on defense. Um, uh, I think the Patriots are going to be very hard to beat. I, the only thing is Cam Newton and Mac Jones. If, the, if these two guys cannot play, I think Mac Jones is going to be a lot better than people think. But um, I think he's going to win the job one way or another over Cam Newton. But in the beginning of the season, Cam Newton started. Uh, but I think he'll lose the job uh, probably within one or two games, and Mac Jones will take over. And I think Mac Jones is a very good pocket present quarterback. And I think if the Patriots could protect him with that offensive line and how much better it's gotten better, um, I think uh, they're going to be pretty good. So there you go. I think the Patriots are the team that really stands out to me. In the, and I think the AFC has much more depth and much more talent all around than the NFC. I think there are four predominantly strong teams, and that's it. In the AFC – it could go all different places. The AFC is very unique. Um, but how about the South? Uh, the Colts are the best team uh, defensively. It all depends on what Carson Wentz does. But Frank Wright, he should help, right? This isn't, isn't that why they got him. They could bring him back with his offensive coordinator. Uh, the Titans will challenge. Uh, defensively, I have concerns for them. But they'll challenge. Why do you think the Colts are the best? Uh, I, I know their defense, but uh, offensively... There's a lot of question marks with their offense. Their wide receiving core. I mean, he thinks the Colts are the best. Forgetting the Titans play in that division. I'm sorry. What did you say, Jeff? He thinks the Colts are the best because he's forgetting the Titans play in that division. I actually mentioned the Titans, Jeff. If you were listening, I mentioned the Titans just now. He says he mentioned the Titans. I don't know if you were listening. Oh, I can't really yeah, hear him. But... Yeah. So I mean, I, I mentioned the Titans. They're the one team that could challenge them. Obviously, getting. Julio Jones, who speed still doesn't think the Seahawks can afford, but they can afford the punter. Um, and let's be real, the Jaguars will be interesting. They're not going to win anything. They're going to be building still. And the Houston Texans is not even worth my time discussing. They Why do. does everybody think the Jacksonville Jaguars have a chance to make the playoffs? Do you know I how hard whoa, it is? Whoa, whoa. I didn't say you. I didn't okay. say Josh. You okay. said it. I thought that's where we were going. No, with this. I, I, I've been watching and listening to so many <laughs> analysts say that the Jacksonville Jaguars are a borderline playoff team. How? Yeah, they are. Where? I I, I don't see it. Yeah, I, they are. 
I know you think it. But John Daigle said they could be a sneaky one, too. I don't think so. But go ahead, Speedy. All right, so I'll start with, let's start with the Texans. Like Josh said, barely anything to mention. There's just a bunch of veteran offensive guys they are probably going to trade at some point. Uh, that's even more than what you should have mentioned. Speedy. Yeah, that, that's, that's mainly what they're doing. They're trying to get as many pieces as they can for with all they lost. Uh, Jacksonville, the, the offense is nice with Jacksonville, for sure. they got two nice running backs now, drafting ETN, James Robinson. I like their receivers, uh, if they can stay healthy. After with you've Char- done read off what everybody says. Yeah. I like their receivers with Chark and Chenault if they could stay healthy. Both of them have been very injury prone. And I think Urban Meyer will actually help Chenault a lot, even though I question a lot Remember of things. Remember, it's going into so training far. camp. Uh, offensive line, I think, is still underrated. Their defense is still concerning, though. They got a nice front four, but that's really it. They, the, their secondary is highly questionable. I think they overpaid Shaq Griffin, and there's a lot of question marks with that defense. Uh, the Colts, definitely the best defense in this division for sure. Their edge rushers still concern me. I don't think they did enough to upgrade that, but their interior, probably outside of the Jets, is very good in terms of being the best defensive defensive tackle duo. They got Xavier Rhodes back. They they lost Malik Hooker, but they were able to manage without him anyway, so I'm not worried about that. It'll just be on the offense with Carson Wentz. Can he stay healthy because they don't have enough reliable options beyond that? Their run game is nice. Their receivers should get better, but it's a lot of question marks with Wentz in terms of if he could stay healthy. And the Titans, I think, are the best team in this division. I know their, I know their defense was down last year, but they still have a lot of talent. I think they're the best middle linebackers in terms of 3-4 defense with uh, Rashawn Evans and Jayon Brown. They got a little better in their secondary this offseason. Kevin Byer's still a nice safety. It's just their pass rushers. Can they get enough pass rushing help? Because their interior is good, and the rest of their defense is pretty good. And we know, we know their offense is good with Julio Jones, A.J. Brown, and Derrick Henry. And then they get Terrell Lawan back, too, which is going to help. All right, I'll read some of the comments now. Sam says that, or Evan says that the only thing with the Patriots is the quarterback's stinks. Uh-huh. Evan says it seems like that kind of matters. Sam says, yep, New England has to figure out the quarterback position. They better hope Mac Jones is the guy. If he's not, no chance. Sam says the Titans are better than Indy. Wentz is a bum. Evan says, I don't I know n- how Wentz is a bum. We don't know what he is with, with Frank Wright yet. Evan says, so. I have no idea if Indy is good or not. Tennessee is above them. Wentz may be above awful. Sam says Wentz is atrocious, and you responded to a couple, Josh. Sam says the Titans' defense does suck. I, I don't think so. Just their pass rush. Uh, and Josh responds again with Reich. Wentz will help. And they, just says, did, they did add Dupree, so it's going to make that pass rush a yeah, lot better. Yeah, but Bud Dupree, that was an overrated sign. It was a panic move because they had nobody on defense last year. He's still, he's still going to be a productive he's still player. Good. I mean, he's still he, a good player. He averages but between, he averages between 9 and 11 sacks. I mean, he's still he's he's a sack machine. Yeah, he's he's still going to be a productive player. I just don't like the contract, twenty one million a year. And then Evan says Tennessee is the most talented team in that division. Can Indy be good? Yes, but Wentz has to prove it. Hmm. Jeff, what are your thoughts going into training camp with this division? Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, every team's got. It, first of all, Tennessee is clearly the best team in this division. I That's agree. number one. I they're, agree. they're gonna they're gonna win the division. But every other team kind of, you know, they are, are, and I'm not even counting Houston. I'm not even, I don't even want to talk about Houston because they don't matter. They stink. <laughs> he already said more than he should have. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> you know, Colts, it's all kind of come down. Oh, Grand Slam. That's what's up. Um, Colts, yeah, just up. So, yeah, sorry. I like to bet and I bet the Padres tonight and they just hit a dog. Slam Diego. I mean, just hit a grand, yeah, they just hit a grand slam, but now it makes it eight to six. God, I need them to come back. Um, yeah, with the Colts, it just comes down to Carson Wentz. And and honestly, to answer your question, Errol, the Jaguars play pretty good defense. They were a pretty tough out last year, and they're going to get much better. Much, much better they're going to get. Like So I, I can see them winning seven, eight football games this year. I can see it. 
But they you you be. you say they're a borderline playoff team with seven or eight games. Listen, that, that is, first of all, that is a borderline playoff team. Listen to what you're saying. That yeah. that is borderline zone. If they get eight wins, is that not a borderline playoff? Team? I think you need ten in this. In in, in the AFC, you're going to need ten games. Uh, to win. remember, there's 17 games this year. You're going to have to probably, win at least ten. You prob you probably will. But if the, if this team has six, seven, eight wins going into the last four or five weeks of the season. Yes, that does make them a borderline playoff team. Will they win those games to get into the playoffs? No, probably not. But does it make them a borderline playoff team? Yes, it does. So you're pretty much saying that the AFC South is one of the better divisions <clears throat> in the AFC. It's clearly not. But I, I mean, I'm just saying, with the Titans, the Colts, two borderline playoffs, two t- Titans are going to be, they're going to win 11 or 12 games. The Colts could win probably between 10 or 11 games this year, depending on, um, depending on Carson Wentz's health and how, how, how healthy he could stay. And the Jaguars, you're saying, are a borderline playoff team. That's three out of the four teams. That's a pretty good division. Yeah, well, listen, I'm not, it's, it, you guys seem to be much higher on the Colts than I am. I'm not a Colts believer. I think. For the most part, a lot of it is just hype. Uh-huh. That's just something double right there. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it is just hype. I love it. <laughs> I think a lot of it is is just hype because I'm not a Carson Wentz believer. Like, he could be good, but he does get hurt. There are some questions whether his confidence is really there. So, like, I'm not sold that season one right away is going to be great. for It could be. You know, him working with Frank Wright could revive him. Right. But until until I see it. Uh, what's to say that is going to work? Well, that's why, you know, going into training camp, that's why I didn't want to, uh, everybody to go into what we think they're going to go in this season because we don't know what they're going into training camp. If these guys are even going to be on the team, if they're going to be dropped, if they're going to get hurt, we don't know what's going to happen. By the and- way, really quick, when the, I just want to ask Jeff this. When, when the Padres were down 8 nothing and Max Scherzer is on the mound, are you thinking this game is already freaking over? Did Sorry, you- what did he say? Uh, no, I, I said that when... The Padres are up eight nothing or down eight nothing, and Max Scherzer is on the mound. You're thinking this game is already over, right? Like it's done. Yeah. Oh, dude, I totally thought it was over because I also bet the Padres last night, and they were down ten to nothing in the second freaking inning, and I was like, so I I could don't ever, ever, ever bet on a Chris Paddock start. That guy is such a freaking bum. God, you gotta you gotta understand who is starting on the other side. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I get it, Chris Paddock's not good, but the Nationals weren't throwing anyone that was good. And you also need to understand something. I'm a piece of shit. And I <laughs> bet on everything. <laughs> oh, man. Now, they actually took out Scherzer. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, as far as the AFC South is concerned, going into the training camp, I think the Titans are by far the better team. Uh, it is scary that last year's defense was not that good. This was a, Two years ago, this was one of the best teams in the AFC. Then all of a sudden, it became one of the worst teams in the AFC. Offensively, they came better with a backup quarterback. Tannehill got that contract, showed up last year. A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, I mean – uh, offensively, this team's going to be very explosive. They have one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, and going into the going into the the training camp, as long as they can keep Derrick Henry fresh, they're going to be a scary good team. They're they're good, uh, so they're but by far the best team in the division. As far as the Colts are concerned, it's Carson Wentz. 
Carson Wentz going into training camp, figuring out the offense. Obviously, Frank Wright, is, he's played better under Frank Wright than any other offensive coordinator. So everybody expects Carson Wentz to, to – remember, Carson Wentz has not been the same since he hurt himself, and he tore his ACL and MCL. So, but isn't he going to the right guy, though? I think he is. and I, I think they're going to be a lot better. And I, I mean, I understand like why we're all giving up on him, right? Like, I actually had a, I had a conversation with Ryan Hickey about this. Like, I, no, he's and, a and I told Ryan, I said, I'm with you. I think that they he's legit going to the guy that I think could bring him the most success because you look at it this way. He has a very good offensive line, which is something he – The best offensive line. Exactly. He didn't really have that great of one in Philly. Like, he had They what? were good. They were just not healthy. They were right. good. I mean, he had Kelsey were, and other guys, but they weren't the best. But, but not, for, not for nothing, Josh, and I'm not knocking your take. The Colts could be very good. They could be, right? I'm not saying anything about that, right? Yeah. But something I don't think that you're taking into consideration is Carson Wentz wasn't very good playing against the dog shit of the NFC East. This division is going to be better. Jacksonville, whether you like it or not, they can play defense. Tennessee, they can play defense. What makes you think that Carson Wentz is going to thrive against tougher defenses when the NFC East has the worst defenses in the league? And he wasn't because when Carson, and I get that, Jeff, I understand that, but it's just that when Carson Wentz had his MVP-like season before he went out with the injury, who was his offensive coordinator? Mm. It was Frank Wright. Yeah. And yeah Frank I, left, listen, went to that, Indy, and it went all downhill from there afterwards. That could be – listen, that could be the magic potion, you know, the little fairy dust that you need to sprinkle on Carson. I mean, I think that's all that can again. save at this point. That, that, could be the, that could be the fix for him, reuniting with Frank Wright. That really could be. But I, I, I didn't see him play very good football against a lot of bad defenses. Hmm. That's fair. And I, I just I, – what I like is I think he's getting a really good running game. I think that's going to leave. Well, he has a, a three-headed monster over there. He has a three-headed monster. I think they they could be scary. And their defense and their defense is really good. The, the second best defense in all of football last year. Really good team. I, best like, linebacker in all of football, I think, is on that team. Also, so. Dome Stadium, indoor stadium. Mm-hmm. Now, David Collins plays for the Cardinals. <laughs> I knew you were going to say. I knew he was going to say Zayvon Collins. But he's going to be – listen. I, Jeff, I, I, I don't know, man. You're going to have to be like his mentor at this point. I mean, he's getting pulled over already. Like, you're going to have to talk to this guy, man. <laughs> Jeff, he wants you to talk to him as a, as a mentor. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff probably put, paid his bail money to get him out of jail. I mean, come on, Jeff. He's getting pulled over already. First of all, can, can we just like – like, let's just put this into perspective. Let's just put this into perspective. Did he get arrested? Sure did. No denying it. Whatever. But let's line up his arrest doing 120 in a 70-mile-an-hour zone. Like, okay, you got you, – he didn't get arrested for DUI. He just got arrested for driving too fast. So he's a young kid that bought a sports car that liked to drive too fast. On the scale of NFL arrests, where does that fall? Not like, bad. Probably, it's probably like a three or two or three out of ten. Yeah, where, where did, where did he get arrested? Um, California it, it somewhere. California, yeah. That's, uh, I'm going to tell you something. He's that, from California, good. isn't he, Jeff? That's a good speed limit, 70 miles per hour. You David Collins? David Collins is from California, right, Jeff? Uh, I don't know, actually, where he's from. I'm pretty sure he is from <laughs> California. I'm Tulsa. Sure. He's from Tulsa. He's from, I don't think he's from Tulsa. I don't think he is from there. Oh, I'm just saying that's where oh. he played. Oh, oh, oh gotcha. I got gotcha. you. That's why he's from. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, when you look at the other things that were going on. Like, no, I know. Are we... Like, like Deshaun Watson can't stop raping, right? Like, he is just <laughs> prolific yeah, I don't mean to it, laugh, right? but that's so bad. No, Errol's <laughs> right. He was born in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh-huh. 
Oh, see, that's what's up, Tulsa. I'm, I'm right on. <laughs> what's up, David Collins? Right. <laughs> <laughs> name, uh, name the name the other great player from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Plays for the Raiders. Tulsa, Oklahoma. I have no idea who. Jeff? I have no idea. Josh, 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 Josh Jacobs. Okay. Oh, interesting. Another tough, another tough Tulsa kid. Um, awesome kid. <laughs> the kid's a great yeah, running back. Dude, all ever everyone from Tulsa is so tough. It's ridiculous. And David Collins is gonna right. But like, okay, got arrested. Okay, yeah, oh, guy, got him started. Up, okay, got arrested. But listen, is driving too fast really like look at all the other things that are going on in, in the NFL? You know? Not not such a bad arrest. Not no, great. We're not denying no, that. No, I was just kidding about it. I, I, I did want to hear your reaction. Do you that. want to hear it? There's new ta- details on the arrest. Do you want me to read it? Because uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love hearing this stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> after he was arrested at 76 mile per hour in a 35 mile per hour zone last Sunday, Arizona Cardinals first year linebacker Zayvon Collins continued to put himself in troubling situations, which was said by the police during his arrest. Um, let me oh, read God. this over here. A, a few more details. A few, a few more details on Zayvon Collins' arrest. He was released at 11.19 a.m., just 37 minutes after he was booked, per police records. His response after being told that he was going in a 76-mile-per-hour uh, um, speed limit, nah, he says, nah, I was not going that fast. <laughs> After being told the limit was 35, he said, I apologize. <laughs> yeah, see, very, so, so, so two, things, two things I love about this, right? There's two things. I, and this is why he's going to be a great football player, right? Number one, okay, he caught me. My bad. He says, I'm sorry. But you want to know what the greatest thing about this arrest is? Dude, he wakes up and just wants to go fast. Dude, you, this dude just rolled out of bed. And he's, ready to rage. he's like Ricky Bobby, right, Jeff? He's like, this, is a, this is like an 8 a.m. arrest. He got booked at 11 o'clock. This dude just wakes up and wants to go fast. <laughs> he rolls out of bed. He goes to the bathroom fast. I just want to go fast. He, just pisses, he pisses faster so he can get done. <laughs> I, I do believe with the duo that they have over there, Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, they're going to be scary good. He's the Ricky yes, Bobby man, of quick. linebackers. It's scary good. Both those guys on one uh, on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, and and they're both very young. Those guys are going to be good for many many years to come. Just hopefully, it's not going to be under Kingsbury. <laughs> I will say this: Did you see that bachelor pad he's got? I think he put already a massive down payment on that freaking place. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, as far yeah, as like the best place to go have a draft party, like you said, with and the Houston, drafted well in that too. <laughs> by the way, you said with the Houston Texans, I'm not going to talk about, but the Jaguars, I don't expect the Jaguars to be any good this year. I, I think Trevor Lawrence will, in the second half of the season, will show glimpses of what he is and what people think he's going to be as an elite quarterback, just like Peyton Manning. But I think um, there's he's going to have problems in the beginning of the season. And, and remember, Urban Meyer, his style of game is not the NFL style of game. He likes to spread out the wide receivers. He likes to run the ball. Um, I I was very interested why he brought uh, Etn. How does, mm-hmm. Right, but I don't. I, this this bugs me when people are doing this now, right? Because you're like, oh, he likes to spread out. Well, yeah, that's kind of the NFL style now, right? Isn't that what the Cardinals are doing and kind of succeeding? They've gotten better doing it, right? Like. It's become like the NFL style, like that that whole notion of oh, we play a pro style offense, or whatever. Right. The pro style offense is kind of dying and going away. If there's a, 
there's never been a better time for a college-spread quarterback to come into the league than now. That's what they're doing now, spreading, spreading the offense out. And, and, and Speedy, doing what that. do you think about that? There are some, most schemes are like that for sure because, because they're using the, the younger coaches now. Probably outside of the Browns and the Titans, who still do a lot of two tight end stuff and outside receiver stuff, I would say most of the top not offenses. The, not are. the Titans anymore. They just well, yeah, the, tit- the Titans. Yeah. But the Titans were doing it a lot in the last two years, though. But obviously, with Derrick Henry, that obviously helps, but they were doing a lot of it. But most of the top offenses the last few years have been that type of spread offense. It depends as oh, well how many offensive coaches, how many young offensive coaches are going going to get hired. We saw the, the big trend once McVay got hired by the Rams. We saw the big trend in 2018. And some teams have started to continue that too, but it's, it's kind of balanced itself out though too. So it also depends it, on it, how many of them succeed at the same I time. Interrupt quick for a yeah. it, does, but, it does, but look at the teams that have led the league in Runner. offense the last few years. When the Rams went to the Super Bowl, they were the number one offense. They were, they were a spread offense, right? Mm-hmm. The Cardinals right. do it. The, the Seahawks do it. The Browns do it, right? Like everybody, like... Is, I get it. Urban Meyer is going to come in college style, whatever. All I'm saying is there's never been a better time for a college coach that does the spread offense to come into the league because more and more people are doing it. Less and less you see that, quote, pro-style offense. By the way, Jeff, did you know the Grand Slam? Did you see who hit the Grand Slam for the Padres? Jeff didn't hit another yeah, no, I, no, no, it was, it, no, 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 it was no, no, no. You know, you know that was a relief pitcher that hit the grand slam. Oh my god! Right? Wow, dude, I had, I, I had the bat, I had the basketball game on. I just put on the baseball game. It's eight seven. We're only down a run, and it's the fifth inning. Jeff, Let's go, Jeff, Let's make money. Jeff, the guy that hit Let's the grand slam money. was the relief pitcher. He was wow. a relief pitcher for the Padres that hit the grand slam. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you, you do you guys really think that Travis Etienne is a great fit with the Jaguars? Yes, yes, yeah. you really do. Yes, I, I yes. do because of depth wise. I think they'll put him in nice. They really didn't need him. They had Robinson there. No, I don't think they needed him, but he's still a good fan. They didn't quote unquote need him. First of all, they they did need him. Okay. Name a team that's successful in the league with only one running back. That's That's really it. (laughs) Well, they have two running backs there. What's the the other guy that they had? Uh, um, Deion Lewis? No, no, no. Uh, Who's the other guy? No, 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 no. From Ohio, Ohio State. Uh, It was Ohio, actually. Who's the other guy who came from the Browns? Um, San Francisco, too. He was drafted by San Francisco. On the Titans? No, Jaguars. Who do you think we're talking about? Travis Etienne. Oh, oh, Jeff was referring to the Jaguars. That's what we're talking about, the Jaguars. They they added, um, what's his name again? Um, they, had, they had one of their kids get hurt, though, Errol. That's how James Robinson got in there. That dude got hurt. By the way, Speedy, he hit the grand symbol for Scherzer. Just saying. Carlos Hyde, okay? Man. Carlos Hyde. Oh, How did you not know? He's still playing? Yeah, he, he's still playing. He's a good running back. He's a good running back. Carlos Hyde he is was. a good running back. He's a nice running back. He, he's the best primetime running back. He has two good games. A lot of them are on You Monday didn't even know football. who it was. So now all of a sudden you're going to speak No, I didn't know he was now there. I didn't know he was there. He's going to analyze it, right? You know what? He's going to be all analytical with Carlos Hyde now for yeah. five minutes. Carlos Hyde. <laughs> Carlos Hyde is a good running back, okay? I, I think no, he's, he's a, good, a very good running back. I just didn't he, know how great he's, he's been. I didn't say he's great. I said he's good. I said he's good. He's yeah. a good second guy. No, I said he yeah, was a great running back. I thought he was a really good running back. I should say, not great. He's he's he okay, nice, but he doesn't provide nearly what Travis Etienne will provide. Didn't say that. Etienne it. Can also, but Etienne can also catch it out of the backfield, yes. and he's 
he excels at that though so it's another weapon in the chest for the team so like uh, every every week when we talk about this you question it you're like oh man etn dude that's a good move I, I like Travis Etienne. I'm not saying that. Oh I just, I just don't know if I would. I understand why they did it. Uh, it. It helps Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence knows him very, very well. Uh, they're, they're. I would hope so. Yeah. They just played together. Yes, they're roommates. They were roommates. So um, I, I understand that, but I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I just think uh, maybe you're right. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know with Travis Etienne. I, I don't know if I would have drafted him that early in, in the draft. I, I think he was the second-round draft pick. Just, uh, he was a first-round draft pick. All right. Well, I think he was the second. Sam says Wentz hasn't been with well, he Reich. He was a first-round draft pick because we had this yeah. bet. You were like, there aren't going to be two running backs in the first round. No, Najee Harris and Etienne went in the first we round. We said that they weren't going in the first round. We, we kind no, of – no, I said yeah. that they were going in the first round, both of them, and they did. I we were to, at one point, Jeff. We were talking about maybe them falling out of the first round. We were talking. No, you about were, it. and I thought you were nuts. Uh, but but our draft board was pretty much identical. So I mean, our draft right. board was only, pretty identical. Only I had only I had two running backs in the first round, and you were like, "No, that's never going to happen." I had one running back in the first round. Yeah, I think you had Najee Harris to Miami or something like that. Right, and and this is the other thing I find hilarious. You love Najee Harris to Pittsburgh. You're like, oh, in love with it. And ETN is as good, if not better. I'm not saying that he isn't. I'm not saying that somehow you hate the Jaguars taking him in the first round. I don't. I I just don't know how much of a fit that's going to be. By the way, I don't want Max Scherzer anymore. I don't want him anymore. I, I just Maybe even up home runs to relief pitchers. They're unacceptable in my opinion. <laughs> uh, Sam says, Wentz yeah. hasn't been with Reich since 2017. That's a lifetime ago in the NFL. He's no longer any good. <laughs> Forget him. He also says, Wentz and the Colts have to face the following defenses outside of the division. Good luck to Wentz against these teams. The Rams, the Dolphins, the Ravens, the Bills, the 49ers, Buccaneers, and Patriots. Sam says, the NFL is all about sp- about all spread out offenses. ETN fits them perfectly. Absolutely. What, what's not the fit and good in what world? I think referring to it. Hold on, really, really quick, Carl, what do you think about that? Would you, would you want Charles anywhere to give up a home run to a relief pitcher? Hold on. He doesn't think Carlos Hyde is a good player. I, I think that's who he's referring to. Oh, Sam, yeah. I, I, Sam, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, tell me who football. you were talking about. No, because uh, Josh, before you get into that, I'm, we're trying to finish up with this. And I, I'm saying that, I think Carlos Hyde is a good running back. He's a reliable running back. He now, is he Travis? Is, is he Travis Etienne? No, but we don't even know what Travis Etienne is in the in he's the NFL. Be good. All right, he's going to be All right. good. But right now, on paper, he looks like he's going to be good. Carlos Hyde does not stink. Okay, I don't know what you're talking about. Why? Because because he's not a superstar. I mean, he hasn't player. been good like the last two years. He last year in the years. in in the games that he played, he averaged four point four yards a carry. That's pretty damn good. An average NFL running back averages three point eight. So that's good. And he had four touchdowns and eighty one rushing yards, eighty run rushes. That's pretty good with those numbers. I don't know if you don't think that's good. Carlos Hyde is it's it's a pretty dependable running back. Now is he a superstar running back? No, but he's a good running back as a second tier running back. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, he's more he's more of a guy that he's 
he's contributed well in the he's red zone. He's not Robinson. No, he's not, he's not as good as the running backs they have. But he, as a second option, he's had his good games. Like I said, he plays played well in he prime doesn't time stink. Games. You think he stinks? I, w- I wouldn't. I wouldn't say as far as stinks. He's a second option running back. That's what he is. Which again, you need him in today's game. There's a lot of platoons, like Jeff was saying with the spread offenses. A lot of times they flank the running backs out as receivers. They have split backfields. There's a lot of different things you need multiple running backs to make that kind of thing work. Yes, he's a backup running back. We know that. We're not. I'm not saying he's a starter. I'm not saying he's one of the 30 best running backs or 32 best running backs. But he's still a, a capable runner. Is he a pass catching guy? No. Hold on one second. And, and, and Sam says he ran for over a thousand yards once. Does that really matter if he runs at that? You need a predominantly reliable running back that can catch the ball and do the things that the other running back can't do or the running back isn't doing in that particular game. Does that mean he needs to have a thousand yards every single season to be a predominantly good running back? No. A, a thousand yards every single season is an elite running back. Man, that's, that's elite. In today's game, that's very hard about to do. I'm on the other side of the mic. I'm sorry? I'm more worried he was coughing before. I'm worried that he'll he, be fine. He right. Jeff is so fine. He he's a smoker. That's a smoker's cough. Yeah, sorry, man. If you ain't choking, you ain't smoking. <laughs> it's, 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 it's medicinal. I have a card. <laughs> going, back, <laughs> going back to high though, too, Sam. Like also, card. <laughs> also, how many running backs rush for a thousand yards in a season? There's not many of them anymore with the platoons nope. too. Even somebody like who we consider a top running back, and Alvin Kamara, I think he only rushed for a thousand yards once. Now, granted, he had Mark Ingram a lot of the time. It's hard to do in today's game. There's not many pe- people that do that. It's a lot of times only like at most maybe ten a season now. Right, but the other thing that the other thing that these idiots are doing right is numbers don't aren't always the story too many people are numbers monkeys like errol and speedy they go but look not not necessarily i'm not a numbers guy all the time no i'm not Jeff. You, you, that's yeah that's your go-to every time when you decide whether or when not i'm trying to compare right? and contrast a player when i'm comparing right. a player yes but it doesn't it doesn't have any influence over his impact on an offense right like you can you can be you can you can be like Julio Jones, right? And his numbers had been down the last few years with Atlanta, but that's because they threw to Bobby Gage more and threw to Calvin Ridley more. That's because they double team him and they have other options. Does that mean Julio because his numbers went down? Julio Jones isn't having a huge impact on that offense. People need to lay off the oh Carlos Hyde had a thousand yard season. Who cares if he had a thousand yards? What was his impact on the offense? Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. And if you look at his numbers, his impact was not pretty bad. I mean, 4.4 yards a carry, four touchdowns, 81 rushes. That's not a bad season. Yes, yeah. But, but it's not solely numbers. No. is what I'm saying. No, he, 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 and he can block. He's a very good. Carlos Hyde is a very good blocker. Okay, he's a big man. He can block something that a lot of running backs can't do. So uh, you mentioned players like there. There are certain plays. Saquon Barkley, fantastic player. We don't even know if he's going to be on the field again this year. I mean, they're talking the about the problem is, you know, the other problem is some running backs don't get rushing yards. Mm-hmm. They're running back by name, but some running backs are solely, uh, you know, catch out of the backfield running right. backs. So you need to take into account, you know, uh, com- you know, completion receptions and things like that, and mm-hmm. and receiving yards. That's a player's impact. Do they block? Do they also catch passes? Etn does everything and does everything. Just pretty and, well. And Sam says he well. and Jeff. He, Sam says he agrees with you. And, uh, and he, he's talking about numbers, you just said he only had one one see one year of a thousand yards. So now you agree with Jeff after numbers don't mean anything. What are you talking about? I, I don't know. I don't get it. I'm trying to call in. You know, I, I, it's my mom, but uh, I'll call her after the show. It's 
I, I understand she's at the hospital. She's not paying attention to my texts, but I, I thought I thought you know I hope that your mom thank uh, you you know recovers. I hope she's feeling better. I actually thought she got rid of the infection inside of her when she gave birth to you. Uh, oh, uh, real funny, Jeff. Real funny. I thought you were actually going to say you're funny like jackass. That's where I thought you were going with that. No, I thought he was going to. I thought he was going to make it about the beef somehow. No. <laughs> no, I, I think the beef is definitely an infection, though, isn't he? <laughs> definitely an infection. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of things that we can argue about when it comes to this season and, and some of the positions and stuff like that. It, it, we could go back and forth on what team's going to be good and what team's going to be bad. It all depends on health and the restrictions of some of these players before the season starts. That's really um, that's where we're going to know what team is going to be and what team's going to not going to be. And because I'm, I'm telling you, Arrow, look out for Jacksonville. They're going to be pretty decent. If their defense can play competently, I think they can be too. Because I like their offense a lot, but their defense go, has a lot of question marks. Last, go and go and look at last year. They they were a tough out. They were competitive in almost every game. They didn't win a ton of them, but that's and they gave up yards and points. But that's because their offense couldn't stay on the field. That hurt the defense when your your defense can't get a rest or anything. I think you know with the with the additions on offense, I think it's really going to help their defense as well. Yeah, it'll definitely help their defense in terms of staying on the field a lot because obviously Trevor Lawrence is a significant upgrade over what whatever quarterbacks they were platooning last year when Minshew got hurt, and obviously he's a lot better than Minshew too. And the offensive line wasn't healthy last year too, so it, it depends on it depends on if those receivers and those off- offensive line mainly can stay healthy. But I just I worry about their their defense on paper, especially their front four is pretty good, but the, the rest oh. of it outside of Miles Jack is nothing right. special. And everyone's questioning Urban Meyer and can he coach? Very sneakily, Urban Meyer has made the greatest football decision ever this offseason, and it's not getting talked about at all. Are you talking about ETN as a receiver? No, bringing in Tim Tebow (laughs) into training camp. (laughs) Josh is laughing, right? Hold on, Josh is laughing. But let let me just throw this out there for you, Josh, because think about this. What does the media do to a highly drafted quarterback? They swarm the quarterback. They're all over the quarterback. Oh, my God. Of course. Gonna, no, no. Gonna do that? Listen, I agree with you. All the media attention is going to go to Tebow. It's going to get taken away from Lawrence. Exactly. What better, what better way to take media attention off of uh, Trevor Lawrence than to make Tim Tebow walk by with his shirt off? They're all going to go run <laughs> No, but Jeff, it has to be in the rain. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> right, but, but like I don't, I don't like. Listen, I have no expectations for Tebow making this team or having an impact or anything. I'm just saying he's in great shape. Tebow, by the way, he's in great yeah, he's shape. Always, he's always in good he's shape. Always Look at him. He played shape. baseball but, for how many years? No, no, no. But, but he, he is in really good shape right now. Healthy. Name, name, name a better way to distract the media from Trevor Lawrence than to have Tim Tebow in his hometown distracting them. But let me. Now, you don't think it's going to get completely out of hand, right, Jeff, where, like, the fan base, if Lawrence struggles, they're going to say we want Tebow or anything like that. We're not going to go crazy, are we? Who cares if they do? Who cares? <laughs> you want that stuff. Who cares? 
as long as it's taking the pressure off of Trevor Lawrence, that is easily one of the greatest strategic decisions that's ever been made in football. Plus, there's a big difference, Josh, between Trevor Lawrence and Broncos fans lamenting for Tim Tebow when Kyle Orton was their starting quarterback. And the Jets, I don't know if he ever actually played with the Jets. I don't think he did. But the controversy with Mark Sanchez and Tim Tebow. Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be a lot better than those guys. I don't even want to even touch base. The moment the Jets got Tim Tebow, I was sick to my stomach when they did that. Because I knew Rex Ryan could not even handle having Mark Sanchez there. Now you want to have him have Tim Tebow? Yeah, Yeah, you know. I actually, if I remember correctly, I think even like before the season started, one of the reporters actually called Mark Sanchez Tim Tebow or something like that. Like that, that's how popular uh, popular he got quickly. But all the controversy and yeah, add Rex Ryan onto that. I, I don't care what you think of him as a football player or as a person or any of that sort of stuff. Tell me that's not a just a genius strategic move to bring in Tim Tebow just for the sole reason of distracting people. Oh, I agree. I never thought of that before. That's actually very interesting. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Especially. That's why I see Jeff. That's why you should run the PR for the Jacksonville Jaguars. You don't want me running PR for that. <laughs> no, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff will run the PR for Zayvon Collins. He's no, already he off to a nice start. Medi- it'll be a medicinal day. It'll be giving out free medicinal I marijuana be, cards to everybody that shows up to the stadium for the Jaguars. Dude, I, I should be, I should be Zayvon Collins' agent. Bro. I was thinking I was, that too. Dude, Dude, do you know how quickly I would have him an Aston Martin contract? You know, for speeding and stuff. <laughs> Come on, bro. Yeah. No, I was I was actually about to say that next uh, the, with the way you were bringing up that story. Uh, Sam says, "Dad, like we got we got the Monstars and all this Looney Tunes garbage. You're you're gonna tell me you don't want to see Zayvon Collins star in Ricky Bobby too? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Did I not, you heard me say earlier when you said he just wants to go fast and I compare him to Ricky Bobby. That's what I'm saying. He wakes up yeah. and just wants to go fast. Everything he wants to do is just go fast. He even, he pees fast because he wants to get it over with. He you know he's like let's go. Everything. That's what I'm saying. I'll Thank I'll you. have David Collins waving the flag at every F1 race. Mm. So, who, what did you bet the basketball game tonight? Yeah, of course I did. So who did you pick tonight? I have the Suns and the over, and I'm not sure the over is going to get there. I'm flipping back and forth. I'm I don't know if the Suns are even going to win this game. Baseball. What's the what's the over the over total? Two twenty. Two twenty. Yeah. What is yeah, it? It's one hundred three ninety seven right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't have to bank out a lot of free throws for that to happen. But if don't the, expect Giannis to hit any. How much time time they they might purposely them. foul Giannis for all we know. We already <laughs> airmailed for them tonight, you know. But it's like only two. That's an upgrade. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know, you look at this game in all seriousness with the way that the, the, the it's going right now. It, it's kind of crazy, right? Like if Milwaukee, like all three of us, I think Errol said Suns and five. Speed and I both said Suns and six. Yep. Like Jeff, I don't know what your prediction was. In this finals, did you have? I guess you had Phoenix winning, correct? Oh, I think the Suns are going to win. Yeah. So, like, so if 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 the if the if the Bucks win tonight, does that change anybody's narrative for stealing a game on the road? No. Oh, the Suns. Yeah, I got Suns in five, man. So. But even if but even if the Bucks win tonight, no, you would still say, you would still be still confident Bucks, in the Suns winning the, Bucks the next win tonight, dude. Ah, listen, they're only down six until Chris no, they, Paul. They, does they this could win tonight, but I don't. I'm, that's not going to change my pick because I, I don't. Speedy, think... you, oh, hold on a second, Speedy. You said if the Bucks stole a game on the road, 
They have to. They have well, to do that then, to, to save themselves to have any shot in the series. As I say that. Uh, you know. I said if they have, want any shot in the series, they have to win game two. I I still don't. I still wouldn't favor but, them overall though because yeah, I don't think they'll win both over. games in Milwaukee. And uh, yeah, and they need to win this no matter what because the Suns they've done this each of the last couple of series. When they win, they tend to win in, a, in bunches a lot of the time. They won three in a row against the Lakers. They won the first two against the Clippers. Obviously, they swept the Denver Nuggets. So they. They when they win they win in bunches and you got to kind of break it up in that sense. They don't really get on either. I, I, I think the only time they lost two in a row too was against the Lakers games two and three. So they they tend to win pretty easily in bunches like that where they definitely can't lose this game. I think they're completely done at that. If they win this game, though, oh, they're not somehow, winning this game. It's I don't over. think they will. No, I don't think they will either. But no. if they somehow do mm-hmm. win this game, that doesn't change the series for me. I mean, it's kind of weird, right, when you look at it, because every time they get close to, what, four or five, then the Suns go on this 8-0 run or whatever it is, and that's what makes it too difficult. It's And the other weird thing is, too, is, you know, they have a they have pretty good size, Milwaukee. Now, I, I, I think both teams are good size-wise, but it, when you have Giannis and Brooke Lopez on the court and you can't get an offensive rebound after three missed shots, I think that's a massive problem. I mean, so clearly somebody is missing something, and it's just it's 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 terrible. But to me, I think the Suns win it in. I'll give them six. Mm-hmm. I'll give them six games. I, mean, I think, regardless, Phoenix is going to win, um, because I could see Milwaukee winning the next two in their home court. I, the way I had it, look, I had it game by game. I, I, I had it. I had it the I same. I was smoking something. I, think. I had it the same order as the, as the Clippers series. The Suns win the first two, then the 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 Bucks will win game three, and then they'll alternate from there. And Phoenix will win game six to win the championship in Milwaukee. I think they'll. Well, I think the pressure of them trying to win at home, they'll they won't do it, and then they'll win in Milwaukee. Well, I wanted to get Jeff's take on this because we were talking about this earlier, and it was a bit with baseball, and in regards to. The Boston Red Sox. Now, Jeff, I know you were chiming in the comments section. Um, have have your thoughts changed at all about your Boston Red Sox this year, or are you still sticking by that they're not going to do anything in the playoffs? Uh, yeah, I don't think they have. I don't think they have the. Uh, we don't know what Chris Sale is, right? We don't know. Is he going to come back and be good, or is he going to come back and be last year's Chris Sale and be terrible? Like we don't know. And I have zero faith in Pavetta or Perez, or some of these other guys, Mm -hmm. that they're going to pitch well in the playoffs. And you guys like their bullpen, but their bullpen isn't very good, right? The only reason the Red Sox are winning games is because they get to keep sweeping the Yankees every time they play. (laughs) And they have the best left side of the infield in baseball. <laughs> well, yeah, we knew we we kind of knew their offense would be would be competitive, but the the pitching, at least being, I guess, a little better than they expected, I mean, is I, I, keeping I, them afloat. I, You're right, Jeff. I don't trust any of them, though. I mean, I just like the fact that what I think they're going to do is at the trade deadline, they could get a mid rotation guy, or they could just get another bullpen piece, Jeff, and then have the pitchers go five innings in the playoffs and shorten the games for them, and then go yeah. that route and try to shorten it so that way their guys will go their over bullpen, Their or, bullpen isn't that good to just have their starters pitch four innings and then let the bullpen carry them the rest of the way every game. Like, it's, But what it's if they got like a guy good. like Kimbrell and you put it with a Barnes and you have Why that? Why would anyone want Craig either. Kimbrell? Why would anyone want Craig Kimbrell? Because he's having a ridiculously good year this year. Craig Kimbrell stinks. 
I, I lived the Craig Kimball experience when he was walking the bases loaded in the playoffs every game. Okay, the Red Sox went on to win the World Series, but dude, he lives on the edge every time. I, will, I mean, I will say that, that game four that he hit. pitched against the Yankees, I thought he was going to blow the game for them. When they were up by, what was it, yeah, like but five, that's the one? Yankees and they stink. <laughs> the Yankees are just terrible. And by the way, they might have the worst fan base in the league. Like, Yankees fans are just the most ignorant people on the planet. Well, so oh, so you so you liked it when when Alonzo hit the home run off Chapman the other day? Oh, dude, are you kidding? <laughs> I was at a it pool. Chumped, I was I'm at a pool kidding. party. It jumped up a little bit, dude. I was at a pool party on Fourth of July. It was me and it was like ten other people, like me and my wife and other people, and like everybody else that was there were Yankee fans. And I had one Yankee fan bet with another Yankee fan. 20 bucks, and he says, want to bet that Chapman blows the save? Boom, two pitches later, home run. Chapman can't believe it. it and it wasn't even a full swing by Alonzo either. It was a flip of the wrist. I mean, it didn't even work. They probably also have some fantasy team pessimism involved in that, I would imagine. <laughs> oh, plus, no, plus, he, dude, plus, he... Plus, I loved it. I loved it even more because Chapman abuses women. Mm-hmm. No, remember, he, and also remember, Jeff, he shoots guns at them, too. Remember, he shoots at them also. He's a terrible person. He's perfect for the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees are just <laughs> terrible people. What I, do you think him and Domingo Herman do on Saturday nights? What do you think? Uh, I don't know. Is Domingo Herman back from abusing his wife? Yes, I'm talking about. Where's Arrow went away? Did ja, ja, oh, ja. oh, Carl's on the feed. Hey, Carl. Look at that! But, but Josh, yeah, of course, Jeff is going to like the fact that uh, that Alonzo homered off of Chapman. He doesn't care. Oh who no, they, no! But it, was, it wasn't he, even the number. The number one. The number one. The number one enemy will always come first. Jeff says that all the time that the his favorite game of the 2019 season was the Jets winning against the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I mean, listen, dude, one hundred percent. I mean, it's literally, dude. I couldn't even care less if the Patriots won the Super Bowl that year or not. That was my Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, look at. I mean, look at the. I mean. Just to see the reaction of Chapman, like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that again. I mean, and, and then he he has a he has a five-year array, and then two minutes after the game is over, oh, by the way, he's an all-star. Well, for, oh, two, for two months, it looked like he was on hit well, ball, and all of a sudden, I don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah, let's, let's name him an all-star. The guy has an array of five. Let's put him Dude, in the all-star game. I mean, that's ridiculous speed. What do you mean, all of a sudden, I don't know what happened? Yeah. Uh, you know Cole what happened, Speedy. He used the, the stuff. Yeah, there's uh, there's a lot of people that have a lot of questions to answer about why their performance has so dropped yeah. off drastically because of, uh, you know, spider the, tack. The spider tack, spider tack use, right? And I'll give you a sneaky one that was having a good season, not a Yankee, so I'm not going to shit on the Yankees or do any of that sort of, sort of stuff. What about Lucas Giolito? What does he have to answer for? Well, Giolito struggled in the beginning of the season too, though. It wasn't he had just one stretch of him being. Uh, he's back. He, he had one stretch of uh, being very good, but he also it, was it, down for the first month of the season too. Speed, did you tell Errol Carl's in the feed now? Carl is in the feed. I haven't, I haven't seen him comment feed. yet, but apparently Sam, in the feed. Sam left. He had to go to his work early, and Carl came in as a replacement. I was just uh, trying to deal with the uh, hospital over there uh, here in Southside. There's just a bunch of idiots over there. Uh, my mom's um, in a lot of pain. They're not giving her payments. They're not doing anything over wow. there. I just was yelling at them on the phone. Yikes. Does your mom need some? I can send some to where I got plenty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. but I uh, also like pills. 
I know you do. <laughs> I, told, I, I told Jeff. I, I, I was saying to Jeff, I said, Jeff should be the PR guy for the Jaguars. He goes, you don't want me. Is that? I said, dude, are you kidding me? You'd be handing out like free medicinal cards to all the fans that choke to the games and they'll get like a free pool pass. If they did you? Uh, now, Jeff, did you hear? did you hear what Vegas is doing right now with the fighters, the MMA fighters? Uh, no. Uh, they're absolutely a- allowing the fighters to smoke marijuana before oh, the fights good and everything. For God bless Come on, them. I need two more points. There yeah, we go. There's two yeah, more points. You're right. You're right. I got, that, I got the 220. Let's go. Uh-huh. You're right. You're right after 220 right now. Yep. He totally is. I'm going to get you're, three throws. You're, I need you're one you're free throw here right for the over. Here. Come on, over. <laughs> <laughs> we did one his, free throw. Your comment went right through his head. It went right over. One it. free throw. Here we go. He's shooting two right now, Speedy. One free throw, and I'm going to start jerking it. <laughs> oh my God. Ridiculous. There's you one. You got it. You got it. There's one. There you go, yes, Jeff. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, how about the over, Speedy? How about the over? Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> Speedy didn't think he was, they were going to get to it. Well, I, I, is this the Phoenix? If the Phoenix Suns win a championship, this is the first championship, right? Yep. Their first championship of their franchise history. I think they only made uh, the finals the twice. They're going home. They're done. They had enough. I don't blame them. They're in, they're in, they're, 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 you know, Milwaukee at night is kind of iffy as it is. So I, I thought that the Milwaukee, if the Milwaukee Bucks had a chance to win a game, it was going to be this one. I don't, I, I, I think it's over. It's done. The, the Bucks will, I think the Bucks win the next two at home and then Phoenix wins the next two after that and they win in six. No, I think oh, the Bucks... he made both of them. That's what's up, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Mikhail Bridges, I'm Jeff's way... new favorite player. <laughs> I'm way over now. No, so now Jeff has to get the Padres to come back from eight nothing down. <laughs> All right, have them hit another relief pitcher. Oh Maybe my god! Another relief pitcher. Grand thing, slam. That would be I got to worry else. about now is uh, you know the the four and a half points I spotted Milwaukee. So. Josh Gordon needs to do MMA, but no, uh, there was. By the way, (laughs) he snuck that in there. (laughs) By by the way, uh, Las Vegas actually approved marijuana uh, usage over there in the state of of Vegas. So now all MMA fighters that fight in Vegas or boxers, oh dude, they're going to be going ape crazy with that stuff. Well, Nate Diaz, Nick Diaz, the Diaz brothers, they love to smoke their marijuana, and oh yeah, it should. Yeah, it should it should be legalized. It it should. Connor absolutely smokes. I don't want to hear it from anybody. He no, smokes. he doesn't. Not oh, he hundred percent does. I oh, absolutely, he does. He does. Oh, he Listen, I don't want to. I, I think he I does cocaine. Want... I don't think he does that. I mean, he smokes something. It's something that gets him right up. He tried to tip a bus over at the garden. He tried to... Well, that doesn't <laughs> have anything to do with marijuana. That uh, that's more of a speed drug. That would be cocaine. Yeah, hundred percent. He probably did nitrous. Right, like... Like that, but but like, let's talk about this. This is interesting for a minute, okay? No cocaine, right? No cocaine, like none of that sort of stuff, like whatever, because that you know, I mean, that that could cause an advantage. What's the advantage of smoking some weed? What are you? What are these guys gonna miss weight because they're eating Cheetos? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, um, I thought you kind of funny. You did. The, you, you mentioned. You mentioned. You mentioned pain. That's Cheetos. that's what it is. It, it, it's the right, pain but, thing. Right, but that's why they should be able to do it to cope with the pain. Like there are people, and I, li- listen, I'm not, I'm not. If, if anyone in your family has, uh, you know, a- any of your families has people that do opioids or anything, like uh, you know, it's not directed at any of you. It's not personal, right? Mm-hmm. But so many people are addicted to, you know, oxycontin and Vicodin, which, by the way, are delicious with a nice scotch, um, <laughs> right? or, or 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 Percocets or any of these sort of things. And they're terrible for you. If someone doesn't want to, you know, take a pill, right, to 
to, to ease the pain, why shouldn't they be allowed? All right, and I cover the over. That's oh yes, and the spread. That's what right. Why shouldn't they be allowed to smoke some marijuana? Why shouldn't they? It's and, just a and first of all, it's just a substitute. Jeff should 100 be a play-by-play guy. And first of all, opioids are only bad for you if you abuse them. Okay, and that's that. That's the facts. Not, not, not true. Even if you, even just using them, do they do damage to your heart? They do damage to your kidneys. They do damage to your liver. They do damage to your organs. Having to pass those things, marijuana isn't like any of that sort of stuff. I guess so. Right. So, so why shouldn't you be able to? You know, you have to do a lot. Stuff. You have to do a lot of it, Jeff, for it to affect those things. You have to do. Well, a lot I of also it. mix them with alcohol. So well, that, that well, that, that I would say yes. <laughs> Jeff, I, I, I throw them in my drinks like alka seltzers. That's crazy. It is crazy. But like, why shouldn't they be able to smoke some weed if they, if they, like, if one of these people had you know an opioid addiction and they didn't want to take opioids why shouldn't they be able to substitute the marijuana for the pain pills well i agree with you and i i think that uh i think with uh professional fighting and 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 obviously boxing and combat sports F- i football. think it's football why shouldn't yeah. football players be able to well i feel bad for marijuana. josh gordon because it's ruined josh gordon's career right. it really has well, no 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 josh gordon's a different case his, his is stupidity okay it like the it, the rules are the rules, and he keeps breaking the rules because he has an addiction. That's you know you, you can't you can't keep going back, right? That's he's he's got other issues. He's got an actual addiction issue. Marijuana? You have addiction to marijuana? <clears throat> it's not even just that. He was an alcoholic and other things because one you know, of the yeah, it was, was more than just the, the marijuana. It was more than just the marijuana, dude. It yeah. wasn't just the marijuana. Huh. It's definitely interesting. I, I just think that in professional sports, uh, I think that there's certain things that should be allowed. Uh, how about we've seen this story after story with the opioids and stuff like that with the teams uh, overdoing it and giving it to the players. Uh, I mean, Lawrence Taylor used to sniff an eight ball in, in, in halftime to go into the second half and just completely dominate and kill people. I mean, I mean, that's what made him great, though. <laughs> some of that China. <laughs> China. <laughs> China. He was great. Period. But uh, that definitely that definitely made him even I better. Mean, how do you think? I mean, how do you think the Mets won a World Series in '86? Why do you think Doc Gooden's nose is so big? It's so he could fit more coke up that thing. You know what I'm he, saying? He, like, he he didn't even show up to the parade. He was too busy alone now. It's smoking dope. Yeah, he, he did so much. His eyes were bugging out of his head. No wonder he could see the seams on a fastball. Do you know what I'm saying? He was identifying pitches left and right. He could side <laughs> Yeah. Carl says some so booger bad. sugar and get you get four sacks. <laughs> <laughs> booger sugar, that's pretty good, man. I like that. I like that saying. Booger sugar. Yeah. I it's 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 interesting, but I I think that uh, a lot of you know with combat sports they wouldn't allow it because they thought it would take away um, all, pain. Also, why I think that affects also why I think they they should let Shakari Richardson run in the yeah. Olympics. Mm-hmm. It was only some marijuana. What is she endangering people of being the first exactly. one in line? I agree. That. That, that was ridiculous that that happened. That I feel so bad for her. I yeah. mean, come on. I mean, really. Uh, to me, I mean, listen. Did it happen? Yes, but again, she's not endangering anybody. I mean, it, it, technically, it is. It's legalized now. I mean, it's just, it's just, and she did it in a legal state too. <laughs> so. yeah, I mean, it, exactly. And she did it in a legal state. Like she, so technically, did she really do anything wrong? Can't they fight that? 
Uh, nope. They should be able to. Tried. No, no, can't, no, you can't, you can't fight it because. And meanwhile, did you see that they're taking the fans away too from the Olympics because of yeah. everything? Because they're uh-huh. getting a bad COVID outbreak again in Japan. Right. Wow. I mean, so there's not going to be any fans at the Olympics. There's going to be any fans. This is going to be a disaster of a Olympics. Yeah, it's going to be like a Yankees game right now. <laughs> <laughs> the fans so, are still yeah. showing up. They just. They're not winning. <laughs> so. God damn it! The freaking maybe they have to go back to the empty stadiums and see how it works for them. Yeah, that, yeah. that that would be Julius Randall. Oh, yes, that would definitely be Julius. Randall. If Julius Randall made Julius Randall made the U.S. men's Olympic basketball team, he had 55 points a night because he'd have no fans in the stands. He would. Dude, I tell you, you wouldn't even know. He'd be the lead scorer. All star. He'd be all-star. the lead scorer on the Joe, United States team. A, Julius a, Randall be, try out for some other country's Olympic team just to do that. He'd be the leading scorer. Or by a mile, he'd be better than Kevin Durant in an empty arena in the Olympics. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He'll he'll probably just uh, try to form another shoot. team. He'll be the only player on that team, and he'll he'll do and well. And then he would come, and then he would come back with the fans in the stands, and then we would have Tyler come back on the show, and then Tyler would go disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Yeah. And I said, That's okay, well, disrespectful. look at what he did at the Olympics so, <laughs> with the empty crowd. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's there, there, go ahead. There's some kind of truth to that, by the way. But go ahead, Jeff. But this is the thing. We should have more conversations about drugs, not just because of that I like them, but because we should be talking about what should or shouldn't be banned, right? Like, I I don't see any competitive advantage to someone smoking a little. If anything, it makes you a little lazier, a little slower. If you can still Mm -hmm. perform at a high level, being lazier and slower, dude, yeah, I mean, that's amazing. You know? Well, I, I don't think marijuana is really that bad of a drug. If anything, it it, it helps in so many ways, and some people say it could be the cure of cancer. So, but it's not even. But it's not even really a drug. You can overdose from oxycons. You can overdose from drinking too much. You can right. There hasn't been a single person on the planet that's overdosed from weed. Mm-hmm. Right. You might think he's dead. He ain't dead. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna wake up in a half an hour, hungry enough to eat all the ice cream in your house. <laughs> you know, it's it, it, going. I, I don't know if we got we got into basketball. I no, we watched, did. We got into basketball. Well, right the here. Phoenix, the, the Phoenix Suns are two games away from winning their first championship, which we were just talking about. Should they give a red? Not Park? what's important. They got covered the over <laughs> and covered the spread. Out. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what do the Chicago Bulls do next year, uh, being that they've been trying to trade Zach Levine? Zach Levine has now made the United States team. He had a very good season. You could get a lot, a significant amount of draft stock from him. Do you, do you trade Zach Levine? Uh, that's what I want to know. Do you trade him right now when he's at his high point? Or do you keep him and, and build uh, build around your team with him with Billy Donovan? I would is consider it. Is it all a Bulls fan? I'm sorry? Carl is a Bulls fan, yes. Yes, he is. But you should ask – See if Carl will mention it on the comments. But yeah, we'll see if Carl mentions it. But I'm wondering what, um, you know, when you look at the value that he has right he's now. He's got a high I mean, value. I mean, exactly. Like, I mean, and they're still technically in a, in a rebuilding. I mean, I understand they got Vucevic from Orlando. They were trying to push for this year, but it just didn't work. And Their big man, what's his name again? We, we, we liked when he was Laurie Markkinen. Markkinen is oh he's a bust. God. He's Remember been a bust. That? Oh, we're going to pair him with Porzingis with the Knicks together. That would have uh, been I didn't say bro. that. But, uh, no, no. I, you didn't say that. I, Jeff I liked him. Jeff liked him when, it, when, when the Knicks lost I Porzingis. Still, I think he's still a good player. Just because he's they good. brought in other guys that took his spot, right? Like, you know, didn't they get Aaron Gordon? Oh, no, that was, that was Denver. Who did, the, who, did the, who did the Bulls get? Nikolai Vucevic. Vucevic. 
Vucevic. Well, oh, Vucevic. I'm not going to yeah, get any Vucevic credit is, for that because Jeff didn't Vucevic is a great player, by yes. the way. So, oh, you, you, so, oh, you lost your spot to a great player. So, Markinen can be the sixth man of the league, bro. That's how good Markinen still is. But Vucevic is terrific. I wouldn't trade any of those pieces. I would just try to draft well and 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 keep it rolling. With That's what, what Carl got. is saying. Is that yeah. what he said too? He said that they should keep it. He says Levine has developed into a quality all around game, yeah. and yeah. Uh, they should keep him. They just got the Orlando. They just traded for Orlando center. Yeah. So, right, they're they're not, they're they're a, they're a piece or two away from really competing. Like honestly, like they're a very good. They might go after Lonzo Ball. The Lonzo Ball might be a guy that I've heard that they have a lot of interest in. Dude, stop with Lonzo. No, Ball. isn't that, Kobe White's a solid point guard? He's been he's been pretty good. He so is, far. but they like Lonzo Ball though. The North Carolina mm. guy, yeah, yeah. Kobe. He's Kobe been White. pretty good so far, so I don't think they would. do No, that. but it's interesting because I there were stories coming out, uh, you know, and I've read a lot of different things about a lot of teams interested in Zach Levine. OKC is interested in Zach Levine. Uh, especially with the draft stock they have, and, and right. is Chicago rebuilding? Is Zach Levine the guy that you want to build your team around? Is he a player that you're going to build around? Or right now you can get a significant amount of draft stock for him. Maybe you trade him and get as much as you can Come for on, him. go, go. That's what I'm talking about. Tied game, Tommy fan with the double. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's something interesting. And how about OKC trading for, uh, what's his name again? Kemba Walker. Uh, Kemba Walker. And, they they have a tremendous amount of draft stock. I think they have what 17 first Who was it that rounds. was arguing today? The wise guys. Oh, God. I mean, Clarence, Clarence was saying that Lonzo was better than Clarence Kemba. Clarence and Trey were arguing Oh, my God. That was Lonzo terrible. Lonzo Ball versus Kemba Walker. He's on drugs. And I said to the – I said, why are oh we arguing? God. <laughs> Lonzo Ball is better than Kemba Walker. <laughs> that's what Clarence thinks, and we all no. think he's crazy. The same no. Kemba Walker no, listen, was – Listen, that's not, that's not crazy because Lonzo – listen – might not be right now, but like, let's be honest about this. Kemba Walker just had a terrible year. He did. He's got a terrible, he terrible, year, terrible contract, and he now has leg injuries. That's why the Celtics wanted to move on from him. And Lonzo Ball, while not good immediately coming into the league, is starting to get better and better and turning it on. So preferring Lonzo Ball over Kemba Walker at this point, I don't think it's going to No, he, he, said, he said right now. He said right now. He, I don't think he said long time. He said want, that Alonzo, he said Lonzo Ball is better player. Better roll around Currently, player than Kevin Walker. Yeah, right. He's not. Right, which he's not. I wouldn't want either one of them. Well, I, everybody knows Kemba Walker is my favorite, player, one of my favorite players in the league. He's not the same player. Yeah, he's on a he's on a down yeah, flight. He is. He is. Uh, he, and that knee injury and really you affected like, him. You should like game time. That's what you should like. No, I, I grew. I, I remember. I know Kemba Walker personally. I met Kemba Walker. I, I when he won the, the the national championship at UConn. I knew him from the Bronx. I, I know a bunch of people that know Kemba Walker personally too. I've met Kemba. Uh, he's a nice guy. I've always been a fan of his. I think he's a sensational player. Uh, he's just not the same player he was since he started. I think I told you the story. My brother was at my brother was at the game at the Garden in the Big East tournament. What was it? The, the quadruple overtime game against I think it was uh, Syracuse. Syracuse. Syracuse yeah. yeah, he was there. My brother coincidentally, my brother got tickets for that game that night. And he went up. He stayed for the whole game. It was. Mm-hmm. He said it was. Out, it was crazy. Oh, the biggest tournament's great. great. It Fantastic. was crazy. He said. I'm. I'm a huge. I'm a huge Kemba Walker fan. I. I wish you like game time. Game time is cool. I never I said like I don't it. like Damian no, Lillard. Like you you like good Errol only hates two players: Steph Curry and Trey Young. Like That's good it. players. Errol only hates Steph Curry and Trey Young. I'm not wishing anything bad on Kemba Walker, but facts are facts. He got hurt, and he's not the same. He's not the same player. No, he's not the same guy anymore. His injury was a. Was it was a terrible? Backward. It's terrible for his knee, and 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 that was his lead knee. His <laughs> and then with Gordon Hayward, what about Gordon Hayward? 
Yeah, Gordon Hayward's not yeah, the same Boston got Boston. I gotta give. I gotta say, Boston the last few years with superstars have gotten so more unlucky. You look at it than any other team in the league. You get Gordon Hayward. I mean, literally, Jeff, you remember that press conference with Kyrie and Hayward when Kyrie said, "We're gonna run it." We're gonna I'm run it, right? That's it. what he said, and they didn't run anything after the first game. Like, He's still trying to forget it. He said, "Harry <laughs> 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 Irving probably already well, forgot it." I remember that press conference. I remember a lot of things about that. I remember a lot of things about a lot of press conferences that didn't come true for that team. Remember, remember Kyrie going, "Oh, I'm gonna resign here because I really like how'd that work out for the Celtics." <laughs> You know, I just I just remember that conference only because I remember Kyrie like Gordon, we're gonna run it, man, right? We're gonna run it. And Gordon Hayward's like, he's like this like wacky white nerdy kid. Uh, yeah, we're gonna, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, it's I a mean, shame because Gordon Hayward's good. He was good when you was, yeah, he was really good. He definitely, he I mean, you definitely gotta, you gotta go back to that time, though. Like, you have to go back to that time, right? Like, literally, go like, okay, Gordon Hayward has fallen off because of the injury, but go back to that time when they. He was the big prize free agent, and the Celtics got him. Like, everyone in the league was trying to get Gordon Hayward because he was awesome. First game, he broke his ankle and broke his leg and tore every ligament. Like, dude, that's horrible luck. Uh That's what I said. I said Boston's had more bad luck with superstar players the last few years. Kyrie gets hurt. Kemba gets hurt. Hayward gets hurt. I mean, they've just gotten a string of bad luck. And that's not but even, they, and the, the that game. isn't even the most devastating thing, Josh. You're forgetting Jason Tatum made Speedy's overrated list. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Was again. it Jalen Brown? No. No, oh no, Arrow just didn't like Jalen Brown. No, we, no, I don't like we were down Brown. on Jalen Brown for yeah, a while I, I until like this him. year. But yeah, I, I, I I've, I've complimented Jalen Brown because he's Does definitely Jeff, better Jeff, than you what like I Jaylen thought. Brown? Yes, he does. Like people Jaylen sleep. Brown, are, people are sleeping on Jalen Brown. Like people are going, "Oh, would you trade Bradley Beal for Jalen Brown?" Hell no, because while Bradley Beal might be better on offense, Jalen Brown is the better overall player. Jalen Brown plays terrific defense. Yeah, I, 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 everybody. I mean, Jeff knows when when they drafted Jalen Brown. I didn't like it. I, I'm. Oh, Arrow loves Bradley Beal. I, I, I didn't say I love him. I think Bradley Beal is a great offensive player. He's but not. You a really great, like Bradley Beal, though. Yeah, like, I don't know that. Bradley, he's I don't a great know offensive makes, player. I don't know that he makes the Celtics better. Like, if you traded Jalen Brown for Bradley Beal, I don't know that he makes the Celtics better because they don't need scoring. They have scoring. Like Jalen Brown can put up 30, 35, 40 no, they, points. They, the Celtics need size. They need size. They have nobody in the They uh, need a big man. Carl Anthony Towns. That's exactly it. That's Carl exactly Anthony it. And, and Bradley Beal doesn't help you defensively. Jalen Brown plays terrific defense. And like it or not, like people go, oh, you don't need to. You need defense. You do. I told you, Carl Anthony Towns is the perfect fit for the, oh, the Boston cat, Celtics. Oh, baby. He's got, he, he is the perfect yeah, guy. And everything that I've read over there with uh, – the Timberwolves is they're they're definitely going to look to move him. I wonder what they would get. What would the Celtics have to trade for him though? What was that? Who he do you want? Who do you want? He's not. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Who do you want? Andre Drummond. Nope. Andre Drummond stinks, bro. Stinks out loud. He can't play worth a lick. Dude, LeBron didn't he's, even want him to start. He wanted Marcus Hall to start. Marcus Hall one he's, he's overweight and can't move, and he's a ball stopper. Once the ball hits his hands, that's where the ball goes to die, like with Carmelo Anthony, right? And I don't want that. Mm-hmm. Give me Christian Wood every day of the week. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. Is he a free agent? I'm not sure. I don't think so. No, I, don't, I think he's still. No, he's on um, he's Houston. Detroit, right? Houston. No, I thought he was. Oh, he was. Oh no, you're right. Detroit. He got traded. He got traded. Oh, he was traded. Yeah. Yeah, he was traded. I forgot. Come on. 
give me, do that. Give me, give me Christian. Give me Christian Wood to put next to Rob Williams. Look out, mm. cookout. <laughs> uh, Carl, Carl, answer your question. It was the Thunder that got He's Horford. Actually, really good, Christian Wood. Or the Celtics got good, Horford yeah. in the in the deal with Kemba Walker. Is he a free but agent? What, he was. He was. Twenty five years old. He's still young. He was on. Who was he on, Speedy? Who? I only remember him, Houston? Houston and Detroit. I only remember Houston yeah. and Detroit. I, I, if he was on I a team, wanted, he didn't play I well. To, I actually wanted the Knicks to sign him and trade Mitchell Robinson. He's. Uh, I actually wanted them to do that, and they, of course, they don't listen. He's on the Rockets, mm-hmm. I think. That's yeah, they don't. He was on Detroit. And he signed with the Rockets. Of course, the Knicks don't listen. I would have traded Richard Robinson and signed Christian Wood in a heartbeat. Yeah, he was oh, no he's Rockets. bumped around. No, he's been on a couple he's other teams too. Year. Philly. He started with Philly, yeah. then went to the Hornets. He had a very good year this year. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. on, a, on a crappy Rockets right. team, by the way. Yep, twenty-one and nine this year. Yep. Yeah, he's actually been on six different teams. Philly, so the I'll Hornets. I'll trade Mitchell Robinson. I'll trade Mitchell Robinson, and then <laughs> you think everybody's going to we'll, get, we'll the we'll Knicks gonna get everybody. Uh, dude, but that's a, this is what's ridiculous about this whole thing, dude. Like, and I tried telling you this before. You 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 dream up these trades that have no chance because you need to take back like 85 90 percent of the salary that's going away. So it, oh, I wasn't it needs, being serious, it needs to not joking. only be equitable in assets <laughs> going back and forth. Serious. It needs to be equitable in in salary compensation. Yeah. That's, so do you know funny, what I'm saying? I'm so, when, so when people are like, oh, we're trading for Damian Lillard and we're getting this guy. Well, I don't care how much cap space you have because you don't get to trade cap space. You don't. Uh-huh. You have to you, like you have to send back. Like an e- basically an equal. I, I realize it's not exactly equal, but you basically need to send back an equal amount of money that you're taking on. And if you're taking on thirty-three or four million, what's Lillard getting? Thirty-three this year. I think it's thirty-two, right? Yeah, thirty-two. Right. This so year, if you're yeah. so if you're taking on thirty-two million, you have to send back like twenty-seven million dollars. Yeah. So figure out what twenty-seven million dollars. Who's got contracts worth twenty-seven million dollars? And that's what has to go back. It has to. But isn't be that when, that like, way. you could kind of get creative and just do like three team deals at that point? Right, but in in you trying to get creative, it sounds like you're making like Madden trades and you've taken off the no. block trade mode. Like you're just dreaming up. Dumb no, no, no. That's when Jeff. That's when we set the salary cap option off. That's what we do. But that's the obstacle you're facing. Right? The Celtics so, got like, Bo- uh, Horford, Al Horford yes. back, didn't they? Yeah, they got him the trade. Right, yeah. and, and Horford, right? But they, but they took on, they got two players back and had to trade away other things. And Horford's contract is not good, by the way. Mm-hmm. Right. No, right. how many more so, years are on that contract? Two. I think two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think right. two. Right. So, so that's the thing. And you like, dude. And listen, I love Al Horford. He was a great Celtic when he was there for that. Mm-hmm. The last he was one years. of the few superstars really that wanted to anymore. go to Boston and take on the role of being in Boston. Right. But right. Al Horford's not good anymore, and he's not worth that money. And that's what I'm saying. To get rid of Kemba Walker, we had to absorb a horrific contract. And that's what you're missing. Like when you're like, but we're going to do trade for Damian Lillard. Well, you're going to have to trade your entire roster. They're going to have to give up a lot. Because yeah. it's because it's all young dudes. Get rid of Julius Randle. play in full stadiums. That's why I wouldn't trade for Lillard. I I would if if Chris Paul is going to opt out of the contract, you do everything you can to bring him in, and then you make a trade for a Bradley Beal. You're going to get one, but you got to you got to be smart. You, you can't just say it, it has to make sense. For the Knicks, it's for well, them to make the trade. Beal getting paid. Beal? 
I think it's what? What is it? Twenty nine? Yeah. Bill's contract gets bigger later on. Yeah, I, I think, think it's it, twenty. I think it goes up to forty at the end of the at the end of the contract. But I think it's only twenty nine. Like you're year. gonna like they're gonna have to get creative and do three team deals then. Like get a third team involved. Right. If they're gonna make it work, they can't just do a straight up trade for these guys. It is. That's why they get so much salary cap because they don't have any bad contracts on their team. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. And the about other time. Thing that's <laughs> not gonna be an option oh. for you is you're not going to be able to sign players and immediately include them in a trade because if you're yeah. a team that signs players to immediately trade them away, you're not trade them only ruining your December own reputation and no one in the future will sign with you. That's true. No, but so, I think there's also a rule that if you sign a player, you cannot trade them, I think, till like December 14th or something like that. You're not allowed to. Hmm. And, and you have to spend a certain amount of money, too, every single year. I only know that because it's an NBA 2K. That's the only reason why I know that. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, that's, but that's what I was referring to yesterday when I was calling you dummies Willy Wonka. Like, you guys are just dreaming up these trades that, that are impo- that can't happen. Well, I'm, like, not, dr- I'm what, not dreaming up a trade. I'm just thinking what, of what options. You guys think is, what you guys think is an equitable trade actually doesn't work by league standards. Mm-hmm. Well... I, I again, I, I don't, I don't know about a- equity trade. I, I say Chris Paul, if he opts out of his contract, that would be a very uh, big pickup for the Knicks, and, and I think that that would make that's likely could happen. Um, Brett, you're, you have to make a decision. What else do you need? If you bring in a point guard of that magnitude, he's going to get, he's going to take up at least thirty million dollars of that contract. You could extend Julius Randle. You got to decide if you're oh, going to do that. No, no, no. Yeah, no, you're going to no. have to decide if you're going to do that as a third option, and then you you oh. decide, uh, are you going to make a trade? Now you have you have trade, you have value at your trade. You have players that you can trade for them. Maybe are you willing to trade R.J. Barrett and maybe two other players and two draft picks? Um, you want to know what? I, all I hear is Josh going, no, 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 don't extend Julius Randle. You should pray that you would extend Julius Randle. Just, like, just be honest with yourself. I, I, I get it. You're a Knicks fan. And God bless you for being a Knicks fan. That's terrific. But you really need to look in the mirror and be honest with yourself. Free agents don't choose the Knicks. You guys were all, we're getting Kyrie, we're getting Katie. Dude, they chose Brooklyn. Right, everyone. Dude, the last big free agent you guys got was Amari Stoudemire. So you better, <laughs> you know better pray you resign Julius Randle. I mean, but could that? I mean, listen, could that be maybe because this year they had a good year and they have some promise that maybe now guys maybe see that and that might help the difference from years past oh, where so, the Knicks so, had essentially so the, no so future. The so the product of the good year that you just had, Julius Randle, who, was the, who really was the only reason you guys had a good year. There was other players. I understand that quickly was good, whatever. But the main reason you had a good year was Julius Randle. And you want to ship him out of town, and you think those players are going to look at that and go, oh, The well, only reason why, Jeff, and the thing that scares me, and it's a, it's a, it's a legitimate, and Aaron and I have talked about this off the air, it's a bona fide reason. You looked at him with absolutely no crowd, and we joked about it before, right? The U.S. Olympic team, mm-hmm. if Julius Randle's on the team, he's probably one of the, the best players on the team. There's nobody there. All of a sudden, the crowd comes back for the last two weeks of the season, and he was a dud, and he's he was an horrible. absolute dud in the playoffs. He's horrible in front of the He fans. was horrible in the playoffs, Jeff. I mean, he, he can't – for some reason, Wait, him really he hadn't done Lakers, anything like he wasn't good before. either. He's not a dude that made the playoffs. Like, so, like, that's his – you know, one of his first times there, like – Dude, give him some other dudes. Take some of the pressure off him. The pressure. No, listen, that's fine. If you want to make him the third option, Jeff, that's totally fine. I'm all for it. He cannot be one of the first two options. I don't want to hear any. Like I remember, Arrow asked me, "You don't think he could be a two op- a second option?" I said, "Absolutely not. No, he can't. He has to be the third option." 
He well, because I don't I don't I don't think he can handle listen, the load. He might be he might not be like a number one, but he's certainly a number two. Certainly oh, a number two. Three. I don't think he's even a two really. I think I mean, he's three. You don't first of all, you don't even think he's a number three. You don't even want him back, is what you were just saying. So so let's get rid of Julius Randle. There's another terrific take from well, me. Well let me so hold on, but let me, I will say this. If he sucks this year again in front of crowds again, are we gonna come back Dude. and say the same or have the same conversation? But, but this is, see, but this is this is why the Knicks are one of the worst fan bases in the world, because look at what you're doing. <laughs> he had a phenomenal year. They were chasing MVP at him, and you think he was horrible. They were okay, chasing MVP at him, and he got worse. <laughs> okay, he wasn't good in, okay, he wasn't good in the playoffs, and that's fine. But he, that no, team but it doesn't wasn't even the make the playoffs Jeff. without Julius Randle. No, They're but Jeff, 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 look at his Julius last two weeks of the season. Actually, the last four weeks. The last four weeks. Four weeks. Yeah. When the crowd's full capacity came back the last month, he was abysmal. Jeff, the one thing that really worries me, and I, I think Julius Randle is a good player. I think no, he, I think he's a good player. I think, I, he's, I think he could be a number two or number three. I, I, I do, but I don't think he's a number one. And but, uh, but you should you should be begging to re-sign him. Who's your big free agent that you've signed well, in the last? But, but I don't the thing know. is, Jeff, we don't need to re-sign him now. He's still one more year of the contract. Let's see how he does this year. If he stinks up Dude, the bed, they're not going to re-sign but, him. But if he does well, then he'll give him an extension. But who's if the, the Knicks don't, you brought in in twenty years. Twenty it, years. Who's the free agent? And I'll answer. In? I'll answer that question. It's Amari Stoudemire. But n- yes. nevertheless, n- nevertheless, uh, w- w- the problem. And Jeff That's is right. Family. If you let it extend, if if you don't sign him and this offseason, you let him go to free agency. After that, he could say, you know what, I don't want to play for this team. I. That's fine. But at the know. end, the Knicks could give him the most money. Because the team that has him signed, the Knicks could still give him the highest max money, more than any right, other but, team could. But if you don't re-sign him, just history dictates this, right? This is the pattern, and and, and it just is. And I realize you're not a defendant or a Knicks fan, but this is just the pattern. If you don't re-sign him, the chances of getting someone as good or better than him to fill his spot is pretty much zero. Because the last player that you signed worth a shit was Amari Stoudemire. How I mean, look, I out? agree with you. If you want to bring him back and they think he's the two of the three, listen, I have to go along with it, right? I don't have a choice. I'm just a fan. But if the, if, if they re-sign him before the season starts and he stinks up the bed because the crowd is back into it and they're stuck with this contract, I, I have going to be a bad look ne- on their team. I have never experienced this in my life before, where a fan base is so eager to be like, oh, don't re-sign them. Why? Because you think you're going to bring someone else in? You haven't done it in 20 years. No one's wanted to sign with your team in two decades. But you think this guy's just so replaceable? Get out of here. <laughs> you get out of here. <laughs> I, 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 think that, I, I think that it's definitely – Jeff is right in certain aspects because – if the Knicks don't give him an extension this off, I'm, right. I, I'm no. I'm just saying. I, I actually I do sometimes. I but I think that Jeff yeah. is right on this because if the Knicks don't re-sign him and extend him, he could say, you know what, I want an extension this offseason. I'm going That's to free agency. But in the end, the Knicks can come back to him the next offseason and say, listen, if you want to go test the waters, go for it. But the sudden you know, we can offer you the most money. We Maybe. can offer you more money than anybody else. We can give you a higher max contract. So it's up yeah, to but, you. Yeah, but you want you want to know what the reality is. You might be able to offer him the most money, 
But chances are, if you don't bring in other players to play with him, you're not going to be able to offer and him a chance. that's the point, right? That's the point. They got to bring in other guys around him, like a Chris Paul or somebody like that. They Chris can't just Paul say, is the most likely one out of all of the guys. Fine. That they can just get about. more role players. I don't want to see Reggie Bullock again. I don't want. I did. I, I, did, I don't, I don't want to see this. Right? Listen, you want to bring Reggie Bullock back? Put him on the. Bench, honestly, honestly, fun. the only thing that makes sense right now that the Knicks could get without giving up any pieces is Chris Paul if he opts out of the contract. Yep. That's it. I mean, everybody else, you're going to have to give up a – like Jeff says. Well, who can Paul bring over? As, I as don't know. I don't know who the free agents are. I don't know. What are the free agents? You have a 36-year-old point guard with injury history. What is the NBA free agents this year, Speedy? And then you have That's Julius what you should Brand. be looking up. You know, I, I mean, that when we're talking about this stuff, but but it's, but it but it almost doesn't matter, right? Because what NBA free agent worth a shit has chosen the Knicks in the last twenty years? Oh, listen, I'm with you 100. percent None, nobody has, and they have every right not to choose him. Huh. They've been an awful ran organization. But you would think but, but, at this point this, they would kind of have a feel of okay. We had a nice year now. They're all unrestricted free agents, most of them. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard is the only other huge, huge name. Then it goes to Mike. Uh, then it'd be Mike Conley, he's, Kyle Lowry, he's DeMar DeRozan. No, those are the only two uh, restricted free agents. A lot of the rest are unrestricted. Yeah. Mike Conley, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan, Otto Porter, Victor Oladipo. These are all unrestricted free agents. That means – What a terrible market that is. Uh, um, yeah. Dennis yeah. Uh, Schroeder, uh, Evan Fournier, uh, Fournier. Fournier. I mean – Kelly Oubre. Oubre is good. I think I the like Knicks Kelly. really like him. The Knicks like him. I, I mean – I like Kelly Oubre. But uh, there's not like I mean Spencer but all Dinwiddie. Of those guys, all of those guys really don't move. That like I mean, listen, they'd all be upgrades for the Knicks, but they all really don't move the needle. No, they don't. Like, they don't move the needle. Like, do you think? Do you think? Do you think Chris Paul or Kawhi Leonard? Let's say Kawhi opts out, or, or somehow Kawhi's a free agent. Do you think Kawhi is is sitting there going, "Oh man, I got to sign with the Knicks. They got Kelly Oubre." <laughs> No, I, I think I, I think the only guy, that, and I've said this over and over again, the only guy that has for years said that he would love to come to New York and play for the Knicks fans is Chris Paul. That's it. But you but you said that about yeah. Kyrie and Kevin Durant last yeah. year. That, that's fine. But I, I know Chris Paul has said, and we've heard this before, plenty of times that Chris Paul has said Well, Kevin Durant wanted you're, to sign with the Knicks. The Knicks didn't want to sign Kevin Durant. <laughs> the but, you, but you're the most famous dude for doing this. Like yeah. You are literally the most famous dude for going, what? the guy that we know is coming is Patrick Corbin. The guy that we know is coming. coming. Manny Machado. The guy that we know is coming is Kyrie and KD, and they want to play here. Dude, no one's choosing the Knicks. You guys need to somehow, like, sign some ancillary people. Like, Kelly Oubre would be a good signing for you because he would be an upgrade, and it would be something to build. So then you could, a year or two down the road, sell it to a bigger name and go, hey, look at all the other pieces we got. They're all pretty good. Come and play here. Because every, every year after year, year after year, all I hear is, we have the salary cap space. We're going to get somebody. And every year, it never happens. Uh, again, uh, the only thing that I'm saying, and I never said that he's definitely going to be a Nick. The only free agent or any aspect of free agent that could the Knicks could land uh, in free agency is Chris Paul. I mean, I mean as, as, and like you said, making trades and trying to trade away pieces. Yeah, they could do that. Uh, I don't know if Kawhi Leonard. And it doesn't make the team any better though, because you're going to trade away so many pieces that it ruins your be- bench depth. Why are the Suns good? Because they're nine guys deep. Mm-hmm. And where, where, where are the Nets right now, who, by the way, only have three players, mm-hmm. right? Three players that play for that team, maybe four if you want to count Joe Harris or something, right? Like, 
they have not a, the way he dude, played in the playoffs. <laughs> By the way, uh, James Harden's lucky not to be in jail. He got caught with 20 grams of, of weed over there in France. Him, Kanye West, and uh, who's the other guy? Uh, oh, ever, all our guests' favorite rapper, Lil Baby. Lil Baby. <laughs> so. See, you guys, see, you guys are ridiculous, right? You guys are like, oh, he should have got, oh, maybe. Oh, dude, first of all, how ridiculous is that? How disappointing that you put those three people together and that's all the amount of weed that they had? Get out of here, dude. They should have had way more. <laughs> oh, man, we lost Carl. I guess it's time for us to all go to No, bed. no, Carl, Carl left. And shout out to Carl. He's had, uh, you know, his, his wife and, uh, you know, that's why he hasn't been on for the last two days yeah. late because his wife has not been feeling very well. well and, I miss it now anyway. Oh, it's 12 o'clock. My I wouldn't feel well yeah. either if I had to wake up next to Carl. <laughs> It's past my bedtime. Jeff, now. thank you for calling, bud. Josh, the Knicks suck. Deal with it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong, pal. <laughs> oh, man. There it is. Jeff. Always ends it with a little niche. little yeah. niche. At least he didn't say the Mets suck, but that might be for next. Well, I'm not going to be here next week, so he'll probably have a party. <laughs> Um, probably will. No, Jeff still has plenty of digs at the Mets. He's probably saving for later in the season. He no, is. Jeff doesn't care about the Mets because he's happy the Mets beat the Yankees the other day. He don't true. Give a damn. That is true. He don't give a damn. <laughs> Dude, like I said, I was at that pool party with like 10 other Yankee fans. It was like the funniest freaking thing on the planet. I just sat there with my Mets hat on, and they all started talking trash to me. I didn't even say a word. I'm like, watch the TV. I didn't even say anything. Your are too busy uh, freaking sweating up a storm over there. He freaking giving up home runs to guys that aren't even taking full swings. Uh. Look at the wrist. Little flicky flick. Uh. Arrow's favorite player, Pete Alonso. Mm, I didn't say he's my favorite player. I, no, said, he's, I, I said I like him. I think he's a good player. I mean, uh, you, I mean, listen. Where Chapman is, really quick, but I know we have to go over Chapman is is exactly how Speedy and I know how Diaz was literally two years ago. Where it was like, and then after a while, Diaz started smiling and laughing. And you wanted to punch him in his face because you wanted to be like, dude, you're an asshole for doing this. Like, you're blowing games for us in the division. Chapman's over here smiling. And then all of a sudden, the Yankee, he goes like this. Oh, I did it again. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, and then I'll say they take you him out. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Jeffrey Meyer, Jeffrey Mayer. <laughs> yeah, so much, so much that's that's taking over the uh, the iconic Clayton Kershaw aisle out of hey, home run of the playoffs. By the way, you, you know we talk about the Jeffrey Mayer thing, right? The guy reached over the other day and caught the Peraza ball. Guess who the Mets' first base coach is? Who's that? Tony Tarasco. Yeah, mm. <laughs> he probably was like motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> well, that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, uh, Josh will not be here with us next week. He's going to the Bahamas, but uh, he'll be back the week after. Everybody can have a party. I won't be here. You all celebrate with your little streamers. I know Jeff definitely will smoke a blunt in celebration. It's all good. <laughs> we'll uh, be doing a weekend crunch tomorrow, so stay tuned. I mean, not tomorrow, Saturday at 7 p.m. Go to LI, download the iHeartRadio app, LI News Radio. Uh, you can check us out, or you can stay. If you live in Long Island within the 70-mile radius, you can hear us on 103.9. Um, that's it. Um, anyways, safe trip, uh, Josh, and we'll talk to you. Uh, oh, thank you, dude. You I'm going to get so plaster when I'm, I'm there because sure. my wife is pregnant that this is like the, like my last rendezvous. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like even I had a friend of mine at work today telling me, he's like, you better take this in now. Cause when that baby's born, dude, you're so screwed. You know what I mean? You're oh, done. Oh, stop. That's the most you know what I said? Thing. I said to him, I said, 
Well, listen, my friend Joe. To, my I'm friend Joe. I'm going to a rum distillery. And I'm going to. I'm going jet skiing. I said I'm having at it. And I had neck surgery a few years ago. I go. My wife goes to me. She goes, "Better not go flying off that freaking thing." <laughs> We'll see. Oh, man. Anyways, that's it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, We will be back next week on Wednesday for um, the um, Sports Loud Mouths. But uh, definitely listen to the Weekend Crunch, which will be live on Saturday. Until then, this is Errol Marks, Speedy Petey, and Joshua McGilla, Silverberg, saying goodnight. We'll talk to you then. Good night, everybody. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.